Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rise of Drekus, Chapter 1, Episode 4? Episode 4. How are you doing today, Faye? Oh, I am very excited. Um, a little worried, very excited. Apparently, we're being chased down by a bunch of uh, traitors, so starting with an action scene straight away. <gasps> a little nervous. Yeah, but otherwise, I'm uh, pretty good. How are you, Neil? Oh, I'm all right. Life is good. Can't complain. But aren't you um, already back at camp? Yeah, but they came after me, right? No, no. they didn't. They stopped at the frozen river. Well, that's well, good were, for us. Yeah, then. yeah. Well, maybe they stopped there. Maybe they stopped somewhere else. But they they were slowed and your people were not. They've got that, Um, what do you call it? That uh, starvation um, encumbrance. So mm. your folks were easy, easily able to outrun them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, so they didn't follow us. Well, it's a good point. We already figured that one out. Yep, you're safe. Don't worry about it. Everything is fine. Mm, safe. Yep. Okay. Safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to recap where we are, <clears throat> cold place, deserters. Knights coming to kill deserters, which is you. And um stabby stabby find their base. They know where you are, you know where they are, you destroyed their outlook post on the mountain, and um, Gregor died? Yeah. That was a little bit like if Deco did the recap, you know? The Solomese guy. Ah, yeah, yeah, I'm like, who the fuck mm-hmm. is Deco? No, no, he's, mm-hmm. the, he's the guy from, he's the guy that I got was, executed last time. He was time. executed last time together yeah. with uh, Gripen on yeah. that mountain. Yeah, super bummer for him. Super bummer for most people. I think I'm so. Bummed. <laughs> I'm bummed out that he was killed, you know, but... Oh. A little bit. Yeah, well, he wasn't too bad, right? He was just doing his job. Mm. He was just trying his best. The hostile world. Um. Sure. All right, so I make some last-minute notes here and there. What is our party up to? You've gotten back to base. You've mm-hmm. lost one person. Let's just look at what our base camp looks like now. Um, and let's get on some looming music. Excellent. Here we go. So back at base, Gregor down, everyone else returned. Um, the camp gathers round as a lot of you approaches, shy one person. Looking on mm-hmm. in hope, wonder. Um, you know, those who are not standing watch gather around to see what you have to say. If you're, if you um, give a report to your people at all. Sure, I will. Um, <clears throat> I will call Willa and Carl by my side as I t- uh, talk to the platoons, um, mm-hmm. and I guess. I've already caught my breath a little bit, and I will tell them. The army of Drekkers, we have found the deserters, and they are in rough shape. They are starving, they are desperate, and their current plan is to rob us of our ship to go back. So they will come here and they will try to take us down 
And we need to be prepared for that. There's a nervous glances exchanged amongst the green troops who have yet to see combat. Mm-hmm. The two um, non-commissioned officers with you, Willa and Carl, I believe it is. Yeah. Just give it a curt nod of understanding. Mm-hmm. And everyone so... kind of waits for further instruction. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to double our our guarding efforts we're going to stay here um, and we are going to turtle down so whenever they attack we are in the defensive advantage okay there's a bunch of nods all the way around um and after a pause where it looks like you're not about to issue any more orders. Not for now, no. Yeah. Willa and and Carl turn to their troops and begin deploying them onto the sides of the base. Uh, you know, some little raised platforms have been made along the edges of the walls. You don't have like a full rampart all the way around your little fort, but there are some like standing posts that you can see over from. Uh, mm-hmm. And then... Carl will take a, a group of six people. And you know how you built your base up against like a wall? You know, there was a, a mm-hmm. bit of a, a canyon and then you built the wall mm-hmm. around it. So he'll take six folks and send them to be above in the woods up on that raised area just so that no one like creeps up through the woods behind them uh, mm-hmm. and give it a little bit more of an advantageous position. Um, and in the flurry of everyone, you know, issuing orders, you have a moment to to yourself where you can see Mm -hmm. the the five sailors coming out of the one of the tents or I guess yeah they're probably all stuck together in one tent while they're just waiting and looking Mm -hmm. at you um, Mm -hmm. and eventually one of them approaches and says uh ma'am knight sir Mm -hmm. lady person um it's Cal Pentolin Cal Pentolin we have brought back weapons from the other camp I think it is best you arm yourselves if you want to come back on that ship with us it's time to make a stand here well give me a charisma check ooh it's not so great uh Kelpenton, with all due respect, we're not, we're not warriors. It might be best if we just, you know, wait out the battle outside the fort. They say, looking desperately for approval. Okay, let me rephrase. Since you're not soldiers, it might have seemed like this was a suggestion on my part. It's not a suggestion. If you would like to come back on that ship with us, you will defend this camp to your best abilities. They uh, look to one another and give a hard swallow and uh, look about I don't for ex- I don't weapons. expect you to take charge. I don't just expect you to be all the way in front. Okay but I do expect you to hold your position 
and earn your place in this camp. They, they go around looking for some weapons. We did bring some back from the mountain shop, so I think they should be fine. Can we do a real quick ration check, Leo? Is that yes. a possibility? <clears throat> uh, just double checking my notes here. All right. Our ration check should, should be... Should I press supplies? Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. So that's a lot of food. 771 rations. And today is... This is like the late afternoon. Actually, it's like the evening of day 11. So you have another 10 days to live. I'm sorry. Have you added days. the rations from the mountain top I to did. that? I did. Yes. Good. Okay, so we have 20, you said we have 20 more days, and we've been here for like 12 well, or 13, right? I think I forgot right? to take the rations from the last two days of travel, though. So, um, rations, eat. Yes. Yes, okay, so there should be 715 days of rations left. Um, after the last two days while the, the party... Okay, can you around. put that into weeks for people? So I don't, I, I can actually work with that number. Yeah, um, so let's see, you've got 6 plus 6 plus 6 plus 2 plus 2 plus 1 plus 5. You have 28 people, um, which is exactly what my numbers say, divided by 28. You have 25 days left of food. And you have about 20 days left on the island. Okay. So we don't, I, I'm like, Elaine is just doing the calculations in her head, trying to figure out whether they already need to, um, you know, adjust the rations accordingly. But right now we're looking fine, which is good for us and bad for the others because they are already starving out and now they're also missing the rations they had in the mountains. Mm -hmm. So um, every day they should get a little bit weaker and we should stay approximately as strong as we are. Mm -hmm. And the weather might also play in our favor, you never know. So yeah. I think um, I think we're going to turtle down and see how it goes from there. All right. Well, a gentle snowfall begins this evening as everyone gets stationed out in their positions. Um, and after, you know, as everyone is getting positioned and the, the sailors pick up these clumsy spear or these spears and axes fairly clumsily, eh, they've used axes before. They can chop wood, they can hew wood, they can saw things together. They're not complete idiots, but they're also not, you know, they're not soldiers. Um, but the, the other two non-commissioned officers will come on over to you <clears throat> once everyone is busy. And, uh, And ask where Gregor is. <laughs> I think yeah. should, at least Willa would have known. Carl, Carl would not have. Uh... Carl will step forward and just look at you and say, "Gregor." Um, I will sadly shake my head and I'll say, "Um, he didn't make it across the river, unfortunately. We tried, but it happened very fast. He died a very brave death." Hmm. It's just a damn sort of... ice all over the place here, I say. And I'll kick some snow away with my boot. Yeah. Willa nods. <clears throat> and uh, I guess everyone just settles in. So, 
we've got some strategic decisions to be making here. You have uh, 28 people total, including the five sailors. If you're standing watch, you're not in exactly in a lot of warmth. Um, and you're not really getting any sleep if you're standing watch at night. So how much... How would you like to... To deal with the evening? Are you expecting an attack tonight and so you want to deploy as many people in fighting positions as possible? Or are you expecting an attack tomorrow and so you're going to let people get sleep tonight? Um, how... I mean, the enemy is weak, right? They, they have been... They're hungry. Um, and your people are pretty in pretty good shape. So how much leeway do you have with beginning to push your people um, into tiredness or exhaustion? How would you like to, to manage their energy levels? Well, we arrived back in the afternoon. Yeah, from yeah, this late afternoon. Wild, late afternoon from this wild goose chase. When they chased us down, they obviously didn't bring all their gear, and they might not have brought all all the people. So what they needed to do was like they needed to return, and then you know um, refocus mm -hmm. their efforts and stuff. And I don't think they're going to ambush us in the middle of the night. We're still going to do guards, but I don't think we need the full. Um, full amount of people tonight, mm -hmm. so I think some people can rest. I'll also have um, Elaine just resting. Mm -hmm. um, let me see. I think earlier we said one ten per person, and I need how many guards per night? Three? It's up to you. Um, For you one can... spot? I don't, I'm not really sure because, I understand the so question. So in, five, in 5e, right, uh -huh. it's like you need eight hours of uh, sleep a night. Right. So you would have like three people holding guard. Oh, I night. see what you're saying. Um, For one spot. So yeah, you can do... Everyone needs about six hours of sleep. Then if you have four people rotating through, um, then, you know, they just... Everyone gets two hours of watching and then six hours of sleeping and that will pass eight hours of nighttime. And here we are in. I think it's springtime. What was the? <laughs> you can't. You can't tell, can May? you? If it's a frozen wasteland. Well, but the the sunlight will. The hours <laughs> of daylight will change. May is the fifth month. Mm -hmm. um, so we are past the spring equinox. Uh, we're almost to the summer equinox. So the day, the winter, the nights are short. So eight hours is perfect. So if there's four people, everyone will get six hours of sleep and two hours of watching. Um, but that means only one person's on watch at any given point in time. Or are you going to divide your entire camp of 28 by 4 so that everyone takes a turn watching? I think we'll have everyone take a turn watching except for me or 25, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to sleep through the night. Okay. Alright, so that's about six people on watch throughout the night. Yep, that works for the first night, I think. Okay. We might have to do that for like 20 more days, so you know. Yeah. Well, Let's why don't goes. you take... Um, let's see. Is their perceptions different? No, their perceptions are the same. Why don't you make me a perception check for one of your bowmen or spearmen? And we'll just see if they notice anything in the night. No, they do not. 19. 
Make me another perception check. Let's try a spear. Twenty-seven. Excellent. Um, and roll me a two d ten. Low is good. Eighteen. Well, too late. It's bad. Well, I guess I don't know what good or bad is in this situation. You will be awoken along with the rest of your camp in the middle of the night. The morale check is to see if they retreat and call for help or if they engage on their own. Maybe you do want them to retreat and call for help, uh, which is what that, the failure on the morale is, is that they're not brave enough to investigate something that they notice. Uh, and indeed, someone will notice something in this night. One of those guards that was posted on the backside of the camp, up on the the earthen ledge, will call down. And when when they begin to call out, someone will begin to you know shout. And soon the shouts spread to the rest of the camp, and everyone is awoken and hopping down from that ledge into like a little snowdrift that they've prepared, so you can just kind of jump off the ledge a little bit. Um the soldier will come running, saying that they have spotted someone in the woods at night creeping up towards the camp. Um, I'll grab my bow and I run into the direction where they spot the person, I guess. Mm-hmm. Everyone, um, I take I tell you, you put on your armor and everything. You can't really sleep in plate mail. You can't sleep in plate mail at all. <laughs> Um, not effectively. No, I'm not putting on my armor. I'm taking my bow, and I'll take, um, I guess, Willa and one more bowman. I'll just mm-hmm. if, if there's like any any bowman I can see, I'll take bow. I'll say bow bowman with me, and Perfect. we'll just run into that direction. I don't want to lose any time. I'm not going to put on my blade mode. Right. Well, the humans are pretty blind in this situation. We're on this is like day twelve. We're just about near the the new moon. Um, in three days, the moon will be completely obscured, or completely gone. So it's dark. But you're a half-elf. This um, lineage of yours, which has caused no small amount of problems in your own family, is a great boon here. And you can see fairly well by the light of the stars and what little moonlight there is. The, the gentle snowfall that started earlier that evening has stopped by now. There are some clouds in the sky, but still enough light reflecting off of the snow for you to be able to see very easily with your dark vision. Um, Humans with bows following you stay close, really only able to see you and hear you so they can navigate. And in the snow, you will certainly see tracks. Um, The tracks of where the soldiers were keeping watch and then maybe... 15 feet away like real close like spitting range if it if your spit wouldn't turn to ice as soon as it left your mouth um, are the scuffled tracks of someone who was creeping up towards the camp and has bolted back in the snow away but it's pitch black in the darkness yeah yeah but you can see so how, can I only see because there's still light behind me or can I see entirely in the darkness? 
you need a little bit of ambient light for your dark vision to work. It's not... And I still have that little bit of moonlight you yes. said earlier. There's right? starlight okay. and a little bit of moonlight and the cloud cover is not too intense. So you can see fine um, for, what is it, 60 feet, 90 feet? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, Willa, I'll motion to... Um, to Willa and the, I guess it's it's Sonia again. <laughs> Julia, sorry, Julia. I motion to Willa and Julia to uh, to uh, follow the the tracks. And I'll try to like run as like alongside the tracks by myself, so that we're like two people going down the tracks, and then me trying to circumvent them. Right, because they can follow the tracks if they get close and move slowly and can see well enough, and you can mm-hmm. see well enough that you can run alongside the tracks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay. 30% resistant to charm and sleep spells. 60 feet in darkness is what you've got. Um, and sure enough, especially without your armor, without your equipment, without your bag, just with your bow, and I take it a quiver of arrows with you. Yes. Um, did you bring a, a sword, or was it just the bow? Um, I brought uh, I brought my dagger, I think, my knife. Okay. All right. I knife didn't bring and- a sword knife in the boot bow and quiver on the side otherwise you know you'd have to put on the belt and the dagger you know it's messed yeah, up it takes too much takes too right. much time um sure enough you will see a half frozen deserter <clears throat> trudging through the snow no armor on um but you know up to their knees moving through the snow huffing and puffing trying to make their way northward um they're moving as quickly as they can mm-hmm. the sound of snow you know the crunching and the the pushing and the huffing and puffing of their own breath makes it so they are not aware of you coming up behind them Um, elaine how much how much do you weigh um 145 pounds all right so you are also crunching you know into the snow you're not you're not legolessing on top of it um, you are sort of wading through it, but with your distance behind them, they are not aware of you approaching. You're within, I mean, you see them at about 60 feet. What would you like to do? So, <clears throat> my bow range would be 50, 100, 150 yards. So to be in short range, I need to be in 50, correct? No, that's 50 so yards, try- 50 meters. So you are oh, well meters. within short range. I'm super close. I'm going to. Like, yeah. okay, would Yard I have, meter, if you started running, would I get in at least two shots from here? If you stop right here, you can get two shots in short range before they can get out of short range. Yeah, I'll try that then. I'll try to uh, take a shot at that guy. Yeah, uh, go ahead and make your attacks at plus four. <clears throat> well, let me, hold on, before... Well, it's fine. Well, it's fine. It would it's be fine. A it's 20. a critical hit. Yeah, no, it's perfect. Um, yeah, go ahead and roll okay. me like 2d6 for damage here. Um, Five. Yeah, the arrow goes like right through the base of the spine, uh, base of the neck, um, you know, severing the spinal cord perfectly. And the soldier just, the deserter, I'm sorry, pitches forward face down. I guess I will uh, walk through the now less crunchy snow, slowly approach, and then uh, grab him by by the clothes and by the arm and just turn him over to look mm-hmm. at his face. 
Yeah, this is one of the Drakissian soldier deserters. Um, His face is that of a, a young man, maybe 20 years old. Um, fairly smooth. If he weren't emaciated and now dead, he'd probably be considered a fairly handsome young lad. Um, I think um, Elaine is going to crouch down for a short moment. Um, just looking at the at the young man because often in battle you don't realize who the people really are that you kill, right? You don't mm-hmm. have that face to face moment. So she'll look at him, and I think she, I think she will feel just a lot of anger. You know, she rem- she remembers that scene up on the mountain where um, the cleric was rallying her troops and talking about how they were doing the right thing. And here there's just this, you know, like young man barely out of his teenager years um, dying in the snow because that cleric is just sending them to die pretty much. Right? That's the mm-hmm. feeling she has. Um, she's going to pull her arrow out of his corpse and I guess he only has rags on him right or does he have anything else no he's not wearing any armor he's not wearing a shield he does have a short sword at his um, well he's dropped it in the snow now Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just just enough clothing you know whatever he's got on him to so he won't literally die tonight while he presumably scouts out your location can I make a perception check and see and like here if if there's anything else going on around me. Yeah. Because they've been pretty good at keeping like each other within distance so far and looking at each other and what they did, you know? So I just wanna see if there's maybe somebody else just sitting in a tree waiting. This is a great question. Go ahead and make that perception check. 16! Ooh, we're doing well with perception today. You know, it's <laughs> night, it's it's quiet, the snow absorbs all the sound, you're in the woods. Um, if there's someone around, you can't see them, and they probably can't see you. To the best of your knowledge, there aren't any dwarves or half-elves or halflings. Or, to the best of your knowledge, this is an entirely human expedition that you're facing. Um, but if you can't see them, they can't see you. And uh, certainly no one's making any sounds. Okay. Well, um, what are you going to do? You're maybe I, um, 200 feet from camp. Very close. Maybe, maybe a little more than that. Maybe like 400 feet from camp. I think I'm going to take a short sword. Um, and leave him back here in the snow. All right. And return to my uh, camp. Probably, probably uh, on the lookout for Willa and uh, Julia, so nobody accidentally shoots me in the head while I'm walking back. You know, that would yeah. be. Uh... <laughs> As you're picking up the sword and beginning to head back, the other two will um, come into sight. They're almost startled. Um, as they 
you know, come face to face with you. And you can see the, the hands already have the arrow knocked in the bow. And as they see you, they both come up and then they come right back down again. Mm-hmm. I say, um, it's done. Have you seen anybody else on the way here? No, no nothing. No. No kill pantalin. Neither have I. Okay, let's let's get back. You can head back to camp. And the rest of the night passes fairly quietly. I think you're your camp is a little tense. A lot of these people, some of them have been with you and seen a polar bear. Um, one of the archers even saw the, the enemy camp and fled with you across that frozen river. Um, some of these people helped with getting the sailors off of the ship, which went exceedingly well with amazing rolls. But everybody else is totally green, brand mm-hmm. new. Mm-hmm. And... The thought that just outside these walls, hidden by the forest, their sounds dampened by the snow, could be murderers, mercenaries from overseas, people disloyal to the Empress, waiting to to spring on them and kill them, keeps many of your people up a little bit late. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in general, for the next few days... Elaine will also tell Carl and Willa that one of the most important things is morale in the camp, right? So even if these people are totally green during the day, we need to be a presence and we need to be reassuring, right? Um, So going around, giving very clear orders so people know exactly what to do, Um, being encouraging you know in what they what they are um doing and giving them good feedback Mm -hmm. i think that's very important we can't just be not talking or anything you know and Mm -hmm. just being grim-faced and walking around because it makes the whole situation more dire right right Mm The next day, that day that you're you know, trying to cheer everyone up and keep people busy, the the non-commissioned officers will send out patrols into the very nearby woods with folks to chop as much firewood as possible, just keeping people active and busy, and um, then setting up you know, roaring fires within the confines of the walls to sort of add heat and just you know keep things active. Um, one of these groups of people who go out to get firewood will come running back very excited because out there the woods they have met one of the Kel Goblin Stompins who sent them back a message for you simple that is great. I'm going to grab that woodcutter soldier and I'm going to say, that is wonderful. You will have a private conference with me <laughs> and I'll just gently nudge them away mm-hmm. like from the other people and we'll like walk behind a tent somewhere. And I'll say, okay, speak soldier. Mm. Uh, well, Kel Goblin Stompin appeared at, at distance and um, shouted out to us saying that 
they they wanted to parlay with you. That they would meet you um, one-on-one for a conversation a hundred yards from camp and they point, you know, southeast. They, they said on their honor that they would come by themselves if you would do the same. I can't believe you're doing this to me, Neil. I am shocked. I'm shocked and appalled, okay? I think Elaine, who is a very pale person, you know, she does have freckles, but she she is a very pale person, just goes a little bit paler from mm. that moment because appealing to her honor is something very personal to her. Right. And obviously, Cal Goblinstorm couldn't have known that. But if there was one thing Elaine has always tried, it was to bring honor to her family. Or bring as much honor back as she made them lose by just being around as a bastard. Mm. And she laughs at Soja, so when am I supposed to meet them right now? They didn't specify. I, I, that was my understanding. Okay. Did they say anything about weapons? The soldier shakes their head. I'll I'll pat the soldier on the shoulder and I'll say, you, you did well. You did well. I will take it from here. Okay. Well... <clears throat> Double check encumbrance rule. I think if you hit modern encumbrance, you stop getting dex bonuses to your AC, but I'm not entirely certain. This is important because Kel Goblin Stompin rolled exceedingly well on stats. <laughs> what kind of changed my mind just because that absolute lad? Okay, is it, uh, I don't know if it is Cal, if it is Frida or, um, wait. What was it, guys? I'm Friedrich and... Friedrich and Frida, I think? Yeah. Friedrich. Yeah, Friedrich. I'm sorry, is it also a croissant? <laughs> almost. Almost. <laughs> well, chat, how honorable are we? That's my question, you know? If you are a truly honorable person, does that mean... You would even grant somebody a request who is a traitor and therefore, you know, n technically dishonored their own name already. Do you need to grant a request like that? Are question. you saying, well, you are scum and you should die in the snow and I'm insulted by you even suggesting we are on a level where we should talk? are very good questions. On the other but, hand, that person also has 18 decks, so, you know, talking might be worth Right. Encumbrance also reduces your character's combat abilities. 
reduced to this. Deck section. You know, I love that second edition is so detailed and there's so many things to consider and there's like little things that adjust each other all over the place. Then at the same time, does require a lot of reading. So, Elaine, you will head out the direction that was pointed to you. Oh, well. I am yourself. wearing my armor. Okay. I'm wearing my shield. And I do have my sword by my side. The soldier said he was alone, but he did only saw him, right? They didn't see Correct. a whole bunch of other people. And as you head out from camp, camp is behind you on this map. Um, you will see El Goblin Stompin, Friedrich, Frederick, Frederick the Goblin Stomper. At a range of, oh, I don't know, 65 feet. And Frederick will. Sword is at his side not at his hand, and Frederick will give you a, a knightly salute as one proud soldier, one proud knight to another. I will give him a nod. That's all he's getting from me right now. I'll say, um, you wanted to speak to me? I am Kel Friedrich Goblin Stompin. Who do I have the honor of addressing? I'll put my shield a little bit in front of me, so I assume that this man does know his heraldry, and I'll say, um, I'm Elaine Pentelin. You can see that this soldier is wearing um, chain mail with a shield as well. Mm -hmm. uh, as you say, Pentelin, the head will perk up a little bit, but soldier has enough composure and dignity not to starstruck or ask any questions. And in the still air, with the way you hold your hair, your half-elven ears are hidden from him. So he understands the family, but he doesn't understand your situation. So he thinks I'm just a good-looking, you know, soldier, but he doesn't get all the details. Why my face looks the way it looks. Can mm -hmm. I make a perception uh, perception check, Neil? Uh, As he pauses to have a look at me. Sure, but what what were you trying to perceive? I'm listening. I'm listening for crunches in the snow. If somebody's shuffling, I want to hear if there's anybody, you know. Oh, yeah, go ahead. If there's backup. Well, you know, I mean, at some point I'm going to succeed one of those. If you hit it enough times, there 21. you go. <laughs> Successful. <laughs> uh, you successfully perceived the silence stillness mm -hmm. mm. so either they're really good at sneaking or this man has actually come alone Kilpentolin there has been enough death enough bloodshed I understand you are here do a job I propose you and I fight winner take all I need to take a short breath. 
Elaine, okay, breathes in deeply, and she tries very hard to cover the shock and anger that rushes through her in that moment. The absolute nerve of this man. You notice, as you're looking at this this man, he's like... <clears throat> He's fairly strong, but he's also just in, despite his starvation, like still in pretty good shape. Maybe he's getting better rations than everyone else, or maybe he's just super healthy to begin with. But this guy, this guy, he's got strength. He's got dexterity. <laughs> he's got constitution. And you know he's a fourth level that is, fighter. How good looking is he, Neil? I have to ask now, you know, now, now is the time. On top of things, he's strong, he's dexterous, he's healthy, but and he's he looks like pretty. shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very good. That's my favorite kind of guy to murder. Um. Okay, back to back to seriousness. Just so I understand you correctly, Kel, and she pauses and looks at a goblin stompin. You suggest that we fight you the death, and if I die, you will do what exactly? We will let your going... soldiers live when your ship arrives. We'll commandeer it. Take your people prisoner and spare their lives. Set them free when we get to our destination. Which is... Far surely, by your, surely by your honor, you can at least tell me that much. You want me to duel you to the death? Put my life on the line, but you want to keep your secrets? We head for Solemn. Do I, Neil? Do I have a rough idea what Solemn is like and the and the armies of Varasi there? Like, not you know in detail, but do I know that they're having you know some issues over there? Arcadia is a large island. Solemn is a large continent. It is huge and vast. It contains every type of biome. It stretches for like, you know, a thousand miles north and south and multiple thousand miles east to west. Um, it's sort of a, a distant exotic land. When your time in Redport, you have met many, or at least seen from a distance, many a Solemnese trading ship. And you've run across mm -hmm. many people who have made the distant voyage over here for riches and, and wealth. Um, and from your time in Redport, you have heard that Solemn has been engulfed in a great war. The coasts closest to you, the, their western border, are already conquered or um, incorporated into a great empire. Under the goddess of 
under, under the flag of the goddess of destruction or death. You know, Grim Reaper, not necessarily an evil thing. I love how you have to say that every time it comes up to it, just well, to make sure people understand that that's the destruction. It's not that bad, guys. It's okay. Right. You know, because when you say like goddess of death and destruction, I think a lot of people instantly think like, oh, evil goddess. But it's not so much. You know, if you said the fire god, like fire is just an element. It's not necessarily mm -hmm. bad. She's uh, not bad. She's just misunderstood. You know, you can fix her. The people in the game are... She's not misunderstood by the people in the game. She's just not misunderstood by the, you know, the, the mm -hmm. viewers in the world who, yeah. who think death is bad. Um, which is a ridiculous concept. Uh, and by me, because I have a personal vendetta against her, but otherwise, yes. Sure. So sure. I am yeah. aware of her sta like approximate status over there and that there are people pushing for her to take over power. Yeah. Um, well, the, the Empire has done very well. Um, they've incorporated everything. Everything is all put under one big, not-so-friendly Empire. Um, it's pretty harsh. You might view them... You know, they're, it's probably in your mind, they're not as bad as the Mystrian Kingdom, which uh, Drekus just recently overthrew, which is ruled by a great evil red dragon. So it's not as bad as, like, the locals who you have recently been dealing with as, like, a, a people... Um, but mm -hmm. also, like, rival empire on the rise, but with which you have had no conflict. Like, they haven't fought Rekis yet. And they, they do trade over here. Friendly. There's not bad blood between the two empires yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm not um, particularly worried about that part, I guess. Um, I'll look at him and I'll say... Um... Well, before I make a final decision on that offer, would you grant me a question? Yes. You and your sister, I believe, were both made Kel by Drekis. You swore your life to that country. Why did it only take a single cleric to stop by and change your mind? You look like such an accomplished soldier to me. Help me understand. Long, slow breath comes from the night before you. Mother... Ilse shared with us things she had seen at court, the things she had gathered through her prayers, and these were confirmed in part by Kel Shohan, our late leader, who was thrown overboard brown there is an old saying when you fight monsters careful not to become a monster yourself and I think our empress has strayed from the path 
righteousness that we have all sworn ourselves to. We seek to overthrow our enemies. We do not wish to replace them by being the same. I do my people, kingdom, my empire honor by knowing when when to exchange my life, my vows, and my rank for the good of the people, for the good of our future. Do not want us to become like our enemies. You've seen, undoubtedly, the gold dragon that sits capital. Her scales burned red by her encounters with enemies. Her eye plucked out by a fight. Some people might see the darkening of her scales as physical scars of conflict. I think they are a symbolic scar upon our nation. Even the goodness of a gold dragon is being tainted red by the evils of our empire. Kel Shohan has seen the Empress, has seen those who the Empress has trusted and confided in, has reported deeply uneasy feeling around the upper echelon. I think mistakes have been made and it's not too late to correct them. So you've decided to correct them by going to another country, gathering armies and then coming back for the Empress? Takes his head. We are not going to gather armies. We are not traitors. We will not bring the empire of Varasi to conquer Drekus. That is not the plan. I would never betray my people that way. Your priestess said you will gather reinforcements in that other place. What do you think that means? What do you think is going to be your job when you go over there? You'll just settle in a nice little place? She's going to make you come back. We will hire mercenaries, loyal to us. We'll fight for our purposes. We have some money. There will be plenty to pay them with when the job is done. And I believe with time, distance, with the clerics that remain, the truth of who the Empress is will be seen. Have you not noticed the lack of clerics left in the kingdom? Have you not seen how few they have become? They say an assassin moved through cities during the final days of the war, killing clerics left and right. They say it was a Mistrian assassin killing the clergy. I don't think that's true. 
I think it was the queen. I think she went through getting rid of those who could see what she has become. I think it is very empress to whom we have sworn loyalty who is betraying us, hiding the truth of her nature. Why else would wave after wave of soldier be sent to a godforsaken corner of Eridon that means nothing, that has no people? My name may be derived from my ancestors' excellence in slaying goblins. But how many hundreds of lives ought to be spent killing goblins in a backwater that means nothing to the Drakus? I say, um... You do know your politics, Kerr Goblin Stomping. So I'm going to ask you this. If you take a look all the way to the west, then you should know what happened to Akuba. And you should know what happened whenever this civil unrest hit that place. Because people did not believe into their leadership anymore, and people decided that they needed to know better. And whatever ensued then was one of the worst civil wars that we have ever observed. And I can tell you that much, no civil war is going to be won by a bunch of mercenaries that you send over while you drink your wine on God knows what port over in Solemn. What you are bringing upon us is more than just we will try and get rid of a traitor. You are plunging or you're trying to plunge your entire country into unrest after we just won a giant war. You are responsible for your people. You said you don't care about the Empress? Fine. But you should be caring about the people who live their lives in Drakus. And you owe it to them on your honor to not plunge them into civil unrest and into chaos and into more pain and bloodshed than there's already been. And when you go over there, it doesn't matter if you're the one sending the mercenaries or if you're the one swinging your sword, but you will be guilty of laying chaos on all these good people. And what does that make you then exactly, you think? A great hero? A folk hero? Somebody people will tell tall tales about how you got rid of the evil assassin queen? Don't be ridiculous. I don't know what that cleric did to you. But you really need to start thinking. And start thinking in a bigger picture than just, we will take the ship over to Solemn. What is all that education worth if you don't use it? I'll look at him and I'll say, Kerr Goblin Stompen. You will return to your camp and you will think about the words that I've told you. 
and the only reason you're walking away is because I can see a man with honor and I can see a man who should be able to think in the bigger picture. Think about your consequences and if you still want to fight me, I'll fight you here tomorrow night. The night before you raises his hand in a stiff salute and holds it, waiting for a reply from you. I will salute him back and then I'll wait for him to turn around. He does. He drops his hand, turns on the spot and begins to march out. I'm waiting. He can march. I'm not turning around until this man is well and truly out of sight. <laughs> He turns, heads through the little canyon, um, has gone from sight. How long do you wait? Um, I'm 200 yards away from, from the camp, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'll wait for like five more minutes. You stand in the snow, in the stillness, for five minutes, maybe shifting your weight to keep the blood flowing to your toes. The night does not reappear. No one else shows up for an ambush. Okay. I think this is where we go to our first break. And we'll catch everyone on the... Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rise of Drekus. So, Elaine, you send this knight back, telling him that if he wants to to fight you to come back tomorrow night to that same spot right that's where we left mm-hmm. well that's where we left when you get back to camp <clears throat> clearly the woodcutters have told the other soldiers because the camp is in a tizzy and you come marching back through the snow and there's a like some whoops and some cheers and some hollers of joy as you make your way back towards <laughs> camp um, because you don't look wounded at all. Uh, you look like you're in great shape. <clears throat> Except so for the arrive. giant gash in my shoulder that has been plaguing me for the past 10 days. But yeah, that's, I'm in great shape. That's been there for a while. You know, they're, they're used to seeing you that way. Um, but then you get back into camp and people realize that like you're in, you're still in really good shape like there's still like snow on your shoulders that has been like falling like you clearly aren't out of breath you didn't just fight this man to the death if you did you would be tired you'd be panting there'd be like frozen sweat on your brow um you'd probably be bringing a sword or armor or a head back with you um and the the cheers of yay the the, the knight's back <laughs> kind of slowly dwindle into like oh but she didn't kill him Mm-hmm. Um, what do you what do you say to your people <clears throat> I will look at them and I will say um, do not fret my good soldiers there's a bigger plan in place right now I did not kill this man today 
But death is coming for him. And we will be ready for that moment. Uh, are they going to come for us? Calls one of the nameless masked soldiers. Mm-hmm. When? <laughs> I'll, look, I'll look at him and I'll say, um... I will make this very, very clear. We're not being the ones who are hunted here. What we're doing here is we're laying a trap for them to come and bring themselves in a position of disadvantage because this is our camp, this is our place, and if they come here, then we will cut them down. We're not hiding here, we're waiting and we're ready. So they're not coming for us. We're waiting for them. Okay. It's it's our destiny, and we are shaping it, and not some scraggly traitors out here in the woods. There's many nods of improvement. Everyone loves the idea of staying put in camp and not go venturing out into the wilderness or the woods. That sounds like a great plan. Anybody who's seen the uh, the bear, you know, uh, anybody who's seen the yeti, anybody who's seen anybody drown in a river, in mm. a frozen river, or who was huddled up against a wall in the blizzard, you know, should be very happy to be in this camp right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Mm. We just have to check one thing. One thing I had not thought of, but makes so much sense now that situation has become more clear. E-U-V-W-X-Y-Z. Ah, what a bummer. Okay. What a bummer. You're not looking for wine particularly, are you? Why? I don't know. It's fine. That was just part of the letters you just... Yeah. Uh, So we're going to eat another day of rations because the day passes without further event. That was day 12, I believe. No, we already had 12. (laughs) This was day 12. Yeah. Okay. You already. I all thought you already subtracted day twelve when we just talked about it. No, we did days ten and eleven. All right. Yeah. I'm scrolling. Yeah. No. No. We're on point. We're on point. All we're right. all good. Okay. Oh well. You know, if okay. it's going to be tw- twelve days later, and it's still day twelve, and I'm down twelve days of rations, that's the point where I'll start complaining. Okay, it's fine by your math. It's fine, right? As long as you don't lose any rations, none of them spoil, and as long as you don't have too many extra mouths to feed, it should be fine. So, day thirteen, lucky number thirteen. Today's the day. Well, tonight's the night, I should say, that 
you might expect to see the knight showing up. But also, since you didn't do anything on day 12, for the first time, you actually get a day of rest. And by the time day 13 comes along, you gain one hit point back. Amazing. It's amazing. It's well, happening. I need two, baby. Because well, I don't know if you two. know this, but if you're not at full strength, you should rest to regain your strength. You should just hang out and get better. Because that's what happens when mm -hmm. you choose not to, to work yourself when you're sick or injured. Just rest. Yeah. If you have food, that is. Otherwise, you are just starving. That's true. That's true. Uh, and you'll notice that the enemy is down HP, even though they have a cleric. A cleric who can cast Cure Light Wounds. And that's because the HP they're missing is due to malnutrition and starvation. And no amount of Cure Light Wounds can replace that. We're not playing Chrono Trigger here. It doesn't work that way. Um, but this day 13, there's a lot of waiting. A lot of looks. Did you did you tell your fellow warriors that you might duel hit, kill Goblin Stompin' this evening? I will tell Willa and Carl. I think I will take them to me and I'll say, um... It looks to me like the two cows were not abducted at knife point. It looks to me like they went willingly with the cleric. Mm -hmm. Right. If anything should happen to me tonight, now look at the two of them. If anything, like, if I do not make it out of this duel, are you two prepared to do what's necessary? There is some uneasy shifting. Um, what do you mean? We cannot let these people get off the island no matter what. There cannot be any surrendering on our side. There cannot be any we let them take over our ship. You do understand that, don't you? The two soldiers before you seem pretty uneasy as they, they look around the camp. A lot of things that could happen. Sir? Lady? They have a cleric. They have two knights. They may be half-starved, but they have a handful of mercenaries. Without you, I, I... I don't know if we stand much of a chance. Those sailors are, are trash soldiers. They'll break at the first injuries. And the rest of our, our men are... Well, they're, they're as trained as well as they could be, but without without you leading them? I... Uh...
I will stretch up my hands. I'll put one hand on each of their shoulders. <clears throat> and I look at Carl, who's never left the, the camp so far, who's 18 years old, who's probably grown, like, to know these people in the camp better than I have by far, because I'm always out and about um, adventuring. And I look over at Willa, who's been doing a great job trying to prove herself, you know, and fleeing, like, from her own rumors that she has. And trying to prove that she's not a traitor at all, and I look at them and I say, um... Whatever happens today, I want you two to know that... you filled me with nothing but pride, and Gregor as well. I'm not worried about today. The only thing I care about is that these good people, including you here, live the most honorable life, because that's what you all deserve. And I will do my part in this by showing these traitors today what it is we stand for. And hopefully I can be an example for all of our people here that it is worth to fight for the right thing. They nod. They agree. Willa will say to you, <clears throat> Kelpentalin, when you go out tonight, you cannot trust a traitor. Allow me to take a patrol, make sure that no one is setting up an ambush for you. I'll, I'll fan out. I will. <clears throat> yeah? Continue, please? I'll fan out around the area. We'll let you know if anyone sneaking up behind you or is using this as a distraction to pull you from camp. I don't trust them. Um... I agree with you that if this man shows up tonight to fight for whatever reason they think might be the right one, then they have lost all their claim for any respect I might have for them. So I will allow her to move up, um, but I'll say there's no, there's no ambushing that man. <clears throat> he does have a chance to um, speak his mind if he wishes so. Okay. 
Well, let me gather my people. We should go out before you leave camp to make sure it's safe out there. Um, and then she looks right. to Carl <clears throat> and um, tells him that she's going to take the bowmen and that, you know, if they see something, they'll they'll kite back to camp. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sounds good to me. Do we have anybody patrolling the perimeter of the um, of the camp in general? Because we do have guard posts, I assume, also during the day. But do we have people who like do the rounds to make sure nobody's approaching? Well, that is up to you. Um, so far, you haven't assigned anyone to patrols out from camp. So far, mm-hmm. you've been keeping everyone in camp um, so that you have like your your soldiers masked. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's a common thing. It's an extremely common thing to have people out on patrol looking for signs. That's, you know, that's Warfare 101. Is that what you wanted to be doing? The the only general issue I have with that is that is exactly how we captured some of the enemies because they've been patrolling. Yeah. You know? Um, and I wonder if where warfare one-on-one changes if you're in a frozen fucking wasteland that you do not understand, you know? Yeah. Like, how much sense does patrolling make if you have no idea what you're looking for, really? Yeah. If you don't know what the tracks in the snow mean, how old they could possibly be, um, and you're really just exposing yourself to getting shot out in the snow. Many people do because... go on patrol and never come back. And when the terrain is difficult... <laughs> Yeah, because in general, like if you if it was a normal expedition, we might have survivalists, we might have people who are like scouts and stuff. But right here, like people, I can send people on patrol, but they will not have a good idea of what is happening, except for I spotted someone. You know, that's the maximum you get. Mm-hmm. And they already know where we are, so it's not like we're losing anything. I think I will not do the patrols for now. I think I want people in camp defending, because you know when if they're coming, great, that's great for us. Okay. <clears throat> well, yeah, just a thought. <laughs> the day passes. The evening approaches. The sun gets low over the trees. And the time comes for you to go meet Kel Goblin Stompin'. Yep. I will put my sword belt on. And I will, um, I think I'm still in, you know, I mean, I spend a moment in my tent, I put on my sword belt. Um, and I'll say a tiny prayer to Martha, I think, which might be a little bit strange, because it would make more sense to say a prayer to Bellum for war and for, you know, those things. Um, mm-hmm. for success in combat, but Elaine will say a prayer to, to Martha, and she will um, kneel down um, and uh, pray on that bedroll of hers um, in the light of a, of a candle um, with her eyes closed, and she'll say, um, Martha, I'm not sure if you can hear me in this god-forsaken place. 
If this is the last prayer I will say to you, then I want you to know that this frozen wasteland and the cold and the ice has taught me so many things about life itself. It's taught me about what it feels like to lose people that you should care for and how much people really value their life so much that it makes them just deadly afraid of doing what's right. And I think that is impressive and a sign of your grandeur. So if you would let me, I would like to take this knowledge, this experience, and I would like to carry it and use it to protect so many other people from all those cruel fates that we've seen around here. So for today, I will ask for your blessing. And then she, you know, takes a deep breath, gets up, does a tiny stretch, and then walks out of the tent. Well, out of the tent we go. And you head out towards where you're going to meet Kelfriedrich. And we said evening. You know, there's no clocks, there's no watches. Time is sort of... You say you're going to meet someone at a certain point, and you show up and you kind of got to wait around. Um, but you don't have to wait long. Maybe 20 minutes out here in the snow, holding your position before <clears throat> Kel Friedrich makes his way up and over by himself. Once he comes around this, this little bend that you can see here in the canyon, uh, he sees you and his eyes just lock on you. He has his shield. He has his armor. He's moving slowly. He's moving at like half speed as he approaches about here. I will address him. I'll give him a salute, similar to how I said goodbye to him uh, mm -hmm. yesterday. And I'll say, um, Kel Friedrich of the Army of Drekkers, Knight of the Goblin Stompen family. What are you here to do today? Kelpentelin of the ancient family of Drekus. I salute your bravery and I promise to treat your men well.
He returns the salute and draws his sword. Excellent. Let's do it. Put on the fight music, Neil. <laughs> All right. It's on that time. I'm going to take off my rings so I can punch this man. Okay. Okay. Kill Goblin Stompin' rolls for initiative. With his sword. I shall draw my sword as well. I assume I have my sword and my shield, Neil, just yeah. for clarity. Good. Um <laughs> I'm not standing there with my dagger up. And I'm quicker. I am quicker. Um So one technicality, do you get two attacks at level four? <laughs> no. Tonight? Nope. No. Nope. You will be each getting one attack your first round, two attacks the second round. Um, if you uh-huh. have a shield and you're going to do a shield punch, you do not get your shield to your AC unless you have the sword and shield fighting style. I do. It's yes. a common thing. Most knights have sword and shield fighting style. But that also means you're at a penalty of two with your main hand and four with your offhand, which can be offset by high dexterity. Um, so Or dual wielding. Or dual wielding. Do you have the dual wielding proficiency? I do. Well then, you're in a better spot because Kel Goblin Stompin does not have <laughs> dual wielding. He opted for uh, additional weapons instead of that fighting style. Right, so I'm going to... You were first to act. I'm going to close the distance and I'm going to... Try to bring my sword down at him. All right. (laughs) Well, it's 45 feet to him, which is easy enough to do. You are moderately encumbered. Um, well, I didn't bring my backpack for the fight, though, Neil. Oh, that's true. So you like, are I mean, I just, only lightly encumbered. I'm just saying, Perfect. I didn't, yeah. I didn't say that, but I don't assume I'm walking up there with the rope and being like, all right, let's see. Yeah, no, this is it's a very valid Good. point, but let's just keep you at okay. lightly encumbered so you don't have any combat penalties. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I shall swing my sword if I find the... There we go. Your 14. With a 14. The sword comes up. It comes down. Kel Goblin Stompin's shield is in the way. Um, he will deftly <clears throat> deflect the blow before retaliating. Are you doing the sword and shield punch? Yes. If so, so you get the shield um, punch right now as well. Exactly. After the sword comes down, I guess quicker than you would have anticipated, Elaine brings her shield forward to slam it against Goblin Stompin's side. With a 10, which is not very good. It's not. That's all right. He's got armor. He's got chainmail. He's got a shield. He is slowed by all the gear and everything. Yep. Um, and the you know, the blow is not. It is it, deflected. It's stopped by his armor. He will retaliate with his own sword. Um, but no shield punch, just a, a slash with the sword. And it's a natural 20. Oh my god. Now, All right. 
You have 20 AC, so he does not crit. In order to crit in 2nd uh, edition, you need to roll a natural 18, 19, or 20. And clear by And five? clear by 5, yes. So this All is just right. a regular hit for 5 God points of damage. Alright. Um, yeah. And I guess we will roll initiative for the next turn. Mm-hmm. Um, Eight. Come on. Come. I'm sorry. I've lost my my little sheet for goblin stomping. Hold on. Let me find it here. Oh, boy. Okay. I hope everybody's doing their Martha prayers right now. Because right. we will need all the help we can get. Uh, Goblin Stompin will roll a 15 on initiative. He is slow. Which is very slow. But at the top of this round, something happens. Dropping from one of the trees, from pre-concealed positions, is one mm. of Willa's archers who will drop from the tree and take a shot at Kel Goblin Stompin from his mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a six plus two for back attack is an eight, is a miss. Is a whiff. Um, yeah, but you know what? Kel Willa, not Kel Willa, just Willa has brought her whole patrol here. And one after another, after the battle starts, they will take turns dropping and taking shots with another miss. And another miss. I just assume they're all like dropping off the tree and then just falling into the snow, you know, and they're like scrambling to get back up. It is a Norm- mess. Normally mm. one would make two attacks with a bow per <laughs> round, but this is like squatting in a tree for an hour and a half, and then finally waiting for the battle to begin before making their action. So one attack this round. Um, as they all fucking miss all their shots. Uh, Elaine Pentelin, it's your turn. As four shots ring out towards the goblin stomping. Um, Elaine swings and with an eight, your sword hits again against his chain mail. And Kel Goblin Stompin' will roar treachery! As oh yeah, are... you're right. That is treachery, and you will go down for it. And I miss with my shield punch as Jesus. well. It's not looking great. Well, this soldier will finally <laughs> hit good. with a 19. Uh, and the soldier is... Actually, this one over here. So that's a 19 plus 2 for back attack. And it's probably moved here. Um, you guys have moved here. 
So 19, 20, 21 without the shield in play because the shield only affects the front. This is actually a crit. So it's five and a D6 is two for seven. Um, and the last two bowmen will go shooty, shooty, 15 with this person will also hit for two points of damage. Um, and the one is a miss and goblin stomping last one in the initiative order. Poor bastard. Um, he's surrounded. He's taking arrows from all sides. He's called you a traitor. Um, and he will, he's, he's just going to fight through this. What is it? Uh, what else is he going to do? Um, he swings. It's an 11. Ooh. It's a wild miss. It's your second attack with your sword. 17. 17. We'll just barely not hit him. And we will get another flurry of seven regular bow shots. One, <clears throat> two, three. Ooh, the second one. I only get one shield punch per round, correct? Even if I get two attacks, I only get one shield punch? Yes. The 13, it becomes a 15, and without his shield, that is a hit. So he will drop one HP, then a 10. This was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So that is another hit, hit, and crit for two and four, and another four is eight. And another three is 11. So he'll take 11 plus... Plus Willa's attack, which is a 1d20 plus two, um, which is an 11 as a miss. How much HP does he left because his bar looks non-existent? Uh, That's because somehow... I... You killed him. (laughs) No, I did something wrong. His HP should not be at negative 11. I think I subtracted 11? No, 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 no. He was at this, and then he took four, eight. What was it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. It was here, and then we did arming sword. You attacked. Then it was no. We did the one, two. Well, yeah. Okay. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and three. It was supposed to be minus 11 from this, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you set it to minus 11, yeah? Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I set it to minus 11 instead of subtracting 11. Um, Here we go. This is where he's at. All right. Um, When he will make. When he makes his (laughs) second attack. It's a 20. A modified just... 20. It's a hit again against you. One one question, though. For three points. Mm-hmm. Well, if I went first, shouldn't I get my second attack first? Or was that my second already? Uh, you should have gotten your second attack first. I thought you did it. You did, I did. not. No, I did. You Never did. Mind. You did. Okay. I did. No, I did. I did. We're yeah, good. You did. Sorry. Yeah, well. All right. All right. There we go. You take three the damage. three points of damage. And at the end of the round, in between rounds... Goblin Stompin' will say, Is this your honor, Pendolin? Is this it? Is this a one-on-one fight to the death? I can see 
the evils of the Empire have spread. No honorable knight would fight like this. Um, and you can return with words, or we can just roll initiative for the next round. But... Oh no, I'm keeping I'm keeping my breath for the sword fight. I have nothing to say to this man. Like the second he showed up today for this duel, he has lost any respect I felt for him. So I'm not worried about it. Okay. Uh, initiative. Yep. Ooh, that's all great. I rolled a thirteen. Not fantastic. Um, but you know, there's a lot of bowmen here, bow women, bow peoples, and Willow will take another shot. Another seven is a miss. Goblin stomping will go. Now he could still kill you. He could still do it. Uh, but a 16 will just barely not get you. And we'll see one, two, three more bowmen. One, two, three. Oh my God. Crit, Wait, crit, on. crit. Oh my goodness. Okay, they're doing they're doing work. Well, actually, hold on. The 18 here is against the side. The first 18 is it's just six damage, it's not a crit, because he's a, it's a flank, it's not a back attack. The mm-hmm. 16 is a back attack, which becomes a 18, and then minus the shield. Actually, it can't crit. It has to be a natural. It's just a hit. So that's another three. Um, and then the 15 is another six. And Kel Goblin Stompin' will fall, pierced by dozens of arrows. And the battle will end. And the bows will weaken. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and I'm going to... Release. I'm going to raise my arming sword and I'm going to let out a victory cry and I will yell loud enough that people can hear me for Drekkers as I raise my sword towards the sky. The assembled bowmen will cheer and shout as well. Um, And in the far distance, you can hear a respondent cry from camp. We will drag this corpse back to camp yes uh, now we got three full attacks from eight bowmen which is 24 arrows plus an additional uh one two three four so that's 28 arrows do they collect any back should i roll for that or is it just uh, half? no they're, How does they're it work? gone they're just gone the ones that are misses and that he's got the armor they're just one each you can bring the man back to camp um, and everyone's super excited. Everyone is so excited to see the the knight that Kel Pentelin has killed. But when when his body's dragged back to camp, it's studded with arrows. Arrows mm-hmm. that are like just hanging in the chainmail, arrows that are embedded in parts of the shield, mm-hmm. and arrows, arrows that pierce the flesh, arrows that pierce the skull, mm-hmm. and the cheers... They're not. They, they they lose some of their steam when they when everyone realizes that this was mm-hmm. not a one on one fight. Mm-hmm. Well, I will drop the corpse down in the snow, and I'll say, um, "Well, 
these people are no longer a part of us. They do not deserve our mercy or our respect. They are not better than any of those wild creatures roaming this island. Take a good look. And I like grab it. I'll grab him like by the back of his neck and I like raise up his, his face and I say him. This man came here to take charge because he thought he could bring all of you under his command. He wanted to take your food. He wanted to take your ship home for his own people. He is no longer one of us. Today, we kept each other safe because that's what we do as an army. We stand up for each other and we stand up for what is right. And we'll do, we'll do so and we'll continue to do so because that is what it means to be brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And I'll drop him back in the snow. <clears throat> when you're done speaking, Willow will speak up with just a short bit, but it needs some context because Willa is from a city known as Outlast, a city that has a troubled history. Long, long time ago, Drekus was invaded overseas. And the city called Outlast was known by a different name. It was known as Tulwick. It was one of the six principalities within Drekus. Um, it was one of the, the royal family's major cities. Um, and during the course of the war... They were quick. They were the ones first attacked. They were quickly overrun by the Mistrian armies. Not the Mistrian. The the Akuban armies. This this rival kingdom with which Rekus has had bad blood for generations. And the rulers in Tulwick decided that it was better for their people to live and to work with the invading occupiers than it would be to resist unto the death and when the war ended with the Akubans being pushed back out the royal family in that area of that principality was stripped of their names of the ranks and their city was stripped of its honorific you see in in Trekis the the capital is Wickthron Morenta the other principalities are Ralwick and Solwick and they all end in Wick because that's the the royal family's name that the queen is um, Queen Wick and the people of Outlast and that entire principality have been shunned they've been shunned for hundreds of years as traitors as betrayers as deserters and in response, they have um, 
doing everything in their power to overcome this this sin of their ancestors. And that is why I think we mentioned earlier Willa is here. She's one of these people in Outlast who has been branded as a betrayer and a deserter and a weakling and a, a what do you call it? A collaborator. And the people from Outlast are very sensitive to this. So when you were done with your speech, Willa of Outlast will step forward, giving a stern look to everyone around, and simply say, death to deserters, and then step back in line. She... I think it's clear to Elaine what has happened here. But what Willa has done here is would be considerable considered dishonorable by a great many people. Ambushing a knight, attacking them from behind when their guard is down. Um, but for Willa and for the people of Outlast, there is a, a reputation that needs to be restored or created and she would much rather dishonor herself but support the kingdom than to to see it fall I think I think Elaine knows that pretty much right off the bat is that mm-hmm. why you said you have to let him talk did you know that this was Willa's plan um well She figured it was part of her plan um, to do that. That's, I guess so. But also for Elaine herself, I think honor is a very complicated concept, right? And if we were out there in Drekkers and there was like, you know, an official duel in front of the capital walls in the morning um, and you're gathering there and then that's a whole different situation Then that is like a proper duel. What we're doing right here could under no circumstances ever be considered a honorable fair duel what is fair about this right even if elaine like fights him the the odds are already the strangest odds like he is half starving elaine is hurt by a giant polar bear right like that's that is already just (laughs) crazy we're surrounded by snow we're both entirely out of our depth and then this man who has held so much honor before has decided to betray everything Elaine and her people stands for. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. you cannot pretend that there is any honor left in this man who betrayed his own queen. Right? Mm -hmm. You cannot... The second you say this man has no honor and we're not treating him honorably because he doesn't deserve it, you make it very clear that this man is not a Kel anymore. He's not a leader of our army. He's lost any, like, we don't care what noble family he used to come from. He has ceased to be what he used to stand for. And I think by, like, doing this, you might think it's dishonorable, but only if you still consider him that honorable person he used to be. And in Elaine's eyes, he's stopped being that the day, like, he showed up here and decided to fight her. Why then did Elaine begin to return his salutes? 
Because that's treating him like an honorable soldier, an honorable warrior, an honorable knight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, she would have given him the opportunity to surrender himself and die an honorable death here in his camp. Mm -hmm. You know, um, maybe say some last words, uh, give a letter out to his family, um, apologize for his wrongdoings. These are all honorable things, you know, and we don't see that in the face of death as much, but um, giving somebody the opportunity to redeem themselves in that sense, even though death is coming, right, is like an offer you can give to people. Like, the the um, the end is, is coming for him, it doesn't matter. Like, she would never be like, oh yeah, you should fight on our side and then everything is going to be fine. Like, it's not happening, right? Mm -hmm. But she can say, you were led astray, you do recognize this, and I will give you the swiftest and fairest death I can possibly do. And that's like the last extension um, of honor he would get. And then he would still be that person partly, but he's been led astray, right? Mm -hmm. But now, since he committed to all this, then he's lost all the these privileges of um, dying the death of somebody who's made a mistake, as opposed to somebody who um, willingly committed to betraying his own people. Mm -hmm. Because clerics are powerful people. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's hard for us to comprehend, but dealing with the gods who are very much present in Arcadia, you know, where there's no question, are the gods even real? That's not a question in that world. So dealing with somebody who is in touch with the gods themselves can be very intimidating and frightening, and war is a confusing time. So mm -hmm. um, there's a certain understanding for all these things, even if that doesn't change the, the outcome or the consequences. And Elaine often uh, bases her actions on this understanding. And if she understands and you act accordingly, then you will have more mercy. Mm -hmm. Not as in you will survive, but you will be shown more respect than what happened just now. Yeah. Well, one night down, one night to go. Why don't we take our break and we'll come back for part three of Rise of Drekus, chapter one. Episode 4. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rise of Drekus. So, Elaine, it's night. The battle's over. You've said you don't want to set patrols, but you mm -hmm. will set watches. Oh, yeah. And so we wait. And that's the plan, right? The plan is to wait until they attack. And, and yes. not to range out, not to patrol outside the walls, not to get picked off one at a time by people who know the land, but instead mm -hmm. to hold fast because they will come for you and they will break against your walls, right? Yes. And they, are, I mean, they are starving. It's not like they have much of a, much of a choice. And the, long, the longer time they spend also foraging for food, the longer time they spend out in danger with the polar bear, the yeti, and all these kinds of things, um, the ice, the, the ravines, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, every day they spend out there is a good chance of 
them just losing their numbers before coming in now, in despair. I have some questions for you. Um, Elaine is a warrior. She's not a cleric. She's not a mage. That is correct. Uh, but you're aware that clerics can perform miracles to some extent. Yes. Is there any concern that this cleric might be able to sustain a certain number of people with spells? Create food and water? It could be a spell that this cleric might have access to. You you don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And it doesn't create infinite food or infinite water, but is it possible that out there this cleric is able to support everyone? At least they're... they're slowly dwindling numbers will be only bolstered by their food supplies? Um, Elena has thought about that quite a bit. It was something she was very worried about because she has a general idea of what a cleric can do, but it's not like she knows, oh, if you're this strong, you can cast that spell and that works like this. Like, you know, she has no idea. Um, And she's thought about it. And then she's met the first deserter who was like very emaciated um and who had a uh, fur around his waist telling me that they definitely need to supply at least with hunting so she's not she can't do it by herself right they need to mm-hmm. hunt other things which she could also tell by the rations she found up on the mountain firstly mm-hmm. <clears throat> and secondly um the cow she just fought was also emaciated mm-hmm. right he was starving so really, yeah. unless you have n- absolutely no idea and are actively working against yourself, who are the people you're feeding in your army? You're feeding yourself because you're the cleric. You're feeding those two, like, the strongest soldiers you have, and then you go down the line. And this man was starving, and that tells her that whatever the cleric is doing, she has no way of sustaining them enough to even keep those, like, really important people um, in her lines uh, well mm. fed so she's not particularly worried about the cleric supplying them with food at least i mean water is possible but out there you know like melting snow and fires is something anybody can do we're not out right. in a desert so water is not really the issue okay and with the the small numbers that they've lost because they have lost some people but with those small numbers we're not concerned that all of a sudden she can she can feed people now right Oh, you mean like now she has enough rations? Well, I have right, taken you, away... If you <laughs> killed half of the, her soldiers and she could produce food to feed people, then all of a sudden, like, you know, that would be a lot more. You'd. Well, I don't think... Like, as I said from before, I'm just concluding that because she doesn't feed her cows, mm-hmm. that would be three people she would have to feed, right? Right. And if she can't feed those three people, then I'm not worried about her producing food. It is true that with fewer numbers... Um, they might be more successful in feeding and hunting, but the small game here is very rare. It's not like there's like lots of rabbits and stuff that you can easily hunt without putting yourself in danger. Yeah. If you hunt something here, then you'll have to hunt something big, and that is dangerous. So um, Elaine is willing to uh, take take that chance. You know, mm-hmm. whatever is happening, they're not going to feed themselves back to full strength. At least, like how emaciated they are, even if it's not, it's not going to be in three days. So, okay. like, really playing the long game seems to make a lot of sense. 
in so, her mind at least it's not like she ever had to starve another army to death you know it's not something you practice when you're a, a city guard right so, so elaine <clears throat> as you wait because a full day will pass after that battle uh, and you can gain one hp day 14 oh, yeah. day th- Day 13 is when you kill Kel Goblin Stompin'. Day 14 is just quiet. You gain that HP back. Um, And in that day, while you're waiting, you've got lots to think about. Um, This idea that they are starving um, is a strong one. It's a powerful one. Is there a world in which they don't attack and Elaine just waits and waits and waits and then the boat arrives and then and then what? What happens if they don't attack until the ship arrives? Would you go out to search them before then? What what are the thoughts going through Elaine's head on how you might handle this situation? Well, the ship is supposed to return after about 30 days of course we don't have an exact calendar right Mm -hmm. we don't know what's happening it might be delayed it might be early which is less likely but it is possible Mm -hmm. so in case we um in case they don't attack um i think the plan is to find them and kill them before the ship comes back because at that point they should be dying and starving and it should be much more likely to be able to um, just overrun them really which is a cruel thought you know Mm -hmm. Um, and she doesn't go around camp telling people that right? you're not telling people oh we'll just wait until they're miserable and starving and then we'll go over there but I think the soldiers will know in the back of their head what is happening yeah Okay, so we're not going to just wait them out forever, but we will wait long enough. I would say if they do not attack, I would wait up to day 22, Neil. Up to day 22. Okay. Well, sit and wait we will. Um, Let's take a look at our camp, because it's time to actually look at this thing. I'm just arranging the last pieces here. Here we go. So on the inside of the camp, those trees have been cut down, but maps are hard, so uh, we're just leaving them in place. But there's no trees on the inside. The brown are palisade walls. The two black areas are what functions as your gate. But we need to talk about the gate for a moment here because a real gate needs hinges and oil. It needs, like... It takes actually a lot of equipment to make a door or a gate. It's a little bit harder. You don't have proper doors. What you have instead is a a narrow opening in your palisade wall that has one of those like spiked um, barricades that would go in front of it. And so it's only, you know, it comes up to maybe neck height and it's a series of just logs crossed one in front of the other, um, sharpened to a point. And you can drag it in or drag it out in order to make it open. Um, and it can be braced on the back side. You can, how do you call it? Um, it can be 
uh, barred in place, and so it can be unbarred from the inside, but from the outside, when it's barred in place, it, it can't really be, like, just dragged away from the, the gate. Um, which does make it a little bit difficult to open. You have to unbar it, and then you have to either push it out or pull it in. Um, and you've got two of those gates. And then you've got in these corners, the, the top right and bottom right corners are these reddish... Um, they're not quite towers, but they're raised platforms so that someone can hop on that and look over the wall and see beyond. In theory, you, you could make more of these, but you really only need the two of them. Um, and making this palisade wall was pain in the ass enough, and then it's been, you know, improved and modified slowly over the two weeks we've been here. Um, and then this is your remaining soldiery that you have on hand. This is our, this is our little camp. And you're expecting an attack, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Go, actually, go ahead. Ask your questions. How high is that ledge on the on this side? It's about fifteen feet, about the same height as your palisade walls. So this one right here kind of goes up roughly to this point. So this ledge and this wall are about the same height. Over here on the top side, it's a little bit shorter. The wall, the cliff is about ten feet, and the wall will, is about fifteen feet. And so the wall mm-hmm. sticks up a little bit. Um, and I overlapped it on the edge right here, even though there's actually no wall built on the stone, just to be clear that that's impassable terrain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, over time, would we have been able, since we, if we spend a few days here, would we be able to construct some ladders as well? Because we do have a rope, right? So would that be a possibility? Yes. How many ropes do we have? I'm trying to find that sheet. Give me a second, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, group gear. Uh, seven. Seven. Oh, no, five. I think that's a minus two you put there on the right-hand side. So five. Uh, Yeah, because you took two ropes with you. In your pack, right? And I think and we used st- those on the we used those on the raft, and we left the raft there, so we lost them. So it should be five. Okay. So I'm just going to put a five here, and then delete the minus two. If that's perfect. Okay. Perfect. Um. So a 15 foot ladder. You'd be tying things on either side. You might need two feet of rope on either side, and let's call it. One more comment, though. Steps, you did not feet. add mm-hmm. the stuff we got from the deserters at the mountaintop to that sheet. Correct. Where is that? I figured you would put put that in there after we would return it. Just since since we're checking supplies, maybe it's a good idea to do that. I can tell by the amount of wood axes we have. Uh, you got wood axes, hatchets, spears, bows, battle axes, rations. You didn't get any ropes from the camp. Okay. Yeah. On the mountain. Yeah. So it'll take about, well, three, that's six feet per rung. And if you space the rungs one foot apart, which is a a big step, but doable. 
Um, 15 times 6 is, what, like 90 feet of rope to make one ladder? That seems like a lot. Yeah, but it takes about two and a half, maybe three feet of rope for each side to attach it properly. Um, Because you know, when you tie it, there's still a little bit of rope left over and you want to make sure that these don't break. Um, this is why if you have like a proper carpenter and proper time, you would fasten the, the what do you call it? The posts into the ladder walls, the steps into the, the ladder sides. I think three feet of rope to tie a ladder edge, right? Maybe not three feet, maybe two feet. Let's call it two feet. So uh, 15 rungs times two feet per side. That's times four feet. So it's about 60 feet to make a ladder. And you have 250. So you could make four um, ladders and have a little bit of rope left. Um, but okay. that means... I'll make, mm -hmm. I'll make two ladders. Okay. And I want these to stay down here in the camp. I'm not going to lean them against the side, but just in case we get ambushed and whatever, they're trying to... Um, I mean, I have no mm. idea what a cleric can do. If they're trying to burn down our place or, you know, keep us trapped in here, that right. we have a way to use those mm. ladders for escape. Okay. But I don't want them up there in, during night watch so they can just <laughs> climb down to the camp. No. Previously, your soldiers had used shovels to pile in a large snowdrift in this back corner over here. Mm -hmm. So that way, people who needed to hop down into camp quickly could just drop themselves into the snowdrift without hurting themselves too much. Mm -hmm. um, but that also means enemies can jump off the wall into that drift if they know that mm -hmm. it's there and if they feel comfortable doing it without taking damage. Is that something you would like to maintain or is that something you would like to remove? Well, I think it would be something you can see as well, right? Like if there's a, you can, if it's not night, you would be able to see that there's a snowdrift there possibly. If you walked if you all the one, way up to it and then look down. One of the, yeah, or you climb mm -hmm. one of the trees like on the side right here. Yeah, if it you got up to the ledge, you could see the snowdrift, but otherwise you wouldn't know that it was there. Yeah, so I think, um, since we have people on watch anyways, I think we'll get rid of that, like shove okay. that away, and use right. the ladders and call-outs to put people like up and down there. Right. I mean, it's worth talking a little bit of mechanics here, because there's some, there's some parts of Dungeons & Dragons that incentivize slightly non-realistic things, like... In the real world, no one's going to jump off of a 15 or 20 foot cliff or few people would jump off a 15 or 20 foot cliff to better invade their enemies. But in Dungeons and Dragons, you take D6 damage for every 10 feet you fall. So this this jump right here is a D6 jump, a D6 damage jump down. And your soldiers at full HP have six eight hit points. And we've seen the enemy has somewhere between one and five hit points for their Drakissian soldiers. So a, a jump like this is potentially lethal for a regular soldier. But it's not lethal for maybe the mercenaries, depending on what their HP is at. It's not lethal for the knight. It's unlikely to be lethal for the cleric. Um, so there's a little... A little bit of mechanics that we should be aware of here. You know, a regular soldier would probably die doing that, or at least be risking certain death to do that. 
Whereas the more advanced warriors, well, you, maybe you take a d6 damage to get into camp. Yeah, I mean, they could also just try to climb climb down that ledge, I guess, but mm. that also exposes their back and makes it slower than just dropping down. You can't climb that ledge with a big-ass kite shield on your arm, can you? I hope not. Yeah, <laughs> especially not in the freezing conditions, no. <clears throat> okay. So we wait. Did you already heal one HP? I did heal when I I'm way too honest. I should have said no. Yes, I did. Look at me. That was day 14. <laughs> day 15 as well passes quietly. Day 16. How are we placing our people? Where, well, where you said go? this is. You mm. said this is like a lookout, but not really. You can just look. Like, well, to explain to me how the red thing is working, and you could climb up mm. there and poke your head out. Yeah. Yeah. They. If the the top of the palisade wall is fifteen feet off the ground, those ledges are about, um. Twelve feet off the ground, so you've got like a three-foot, you know, barricade that'll come up to mid-chest, so you can stand behind it and look over very easily, but while still providing yourself lots of cover. Um, mm-hmm. And then there is just like a, a stack of some awkwardly, not awkwardly, well-stacked um, little rungs, or not rungs, but like a mm-hmm. like a little mini ladder of just you climb up this step and then you climb up that step, and you kind of have to hand over. F- there's like two steps to go up that thing, so you kind of have to grab and pull, uh, and then grab and pull. Mm-hmm. Maybe three. So I think it's three because if it's twelve feet, then you want four. So it's like a two, four. No, it's got to be a three, six, nine, twelve. Yeah. So there's three little steps. Each one is three feet tall. Each one's like its own little mini um, standing place. Mm-hmm. And you can. Uh... One person can stand there, yeah, because it's like five feet. Uh, one person can fight from there, but if you wanted to just get people standing and chilling, then you could get a few more. Okay, I think I would get two people per um, lookout or whatever you want to call it, um, check in into different directions. So, like, <clears throat> one person can check these surroundings, the other person can look into okay. this direction, you know, and make it very clear that they're supposed to cover as much... Um, spaces that can that would make it four people on lookout and then i would like to have um three more people up here okay like spaced spaced out uh slightly also covering um like these directions okay and now if you if you have two people on these corner posts um and they have to engage in combat uh, they will have penalties to their attack rolls and penalties to their AC if they are fighting in that area, just so we're all aware. Uh, I am aware, but they can... How long does it take to climb up and down that thing? Up these steps? Oh? Um, well, you're only climbing 12 feet. That's an awkward climb, but it's not, it's not a big deal. You could get up and down with your movement and then have movement to spare. Okay. Okay. Uh, and we're putting bow bow, bow women. women. Bow women, not there. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> um, and who else do we put up here on the, the back ledge? Are these uh, bows or are these spears? Um, I think we're putting up spears because I feel like otherwise we would have bowmen on watch 24-7 and that would be really exhausting. So yes, just to vary the you know people, uh, mm -hmm. we'll put some <laughs> spearmen there simply because there's a lot of pressure on the bow right. people already. Okay, so you have, what is this, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight with Willow? I thought there was an extra bow. There should be, no, no, there's eight total. Okay, I'm not, I'm crazy. Um, so you're essentially saying for your bow people, everyone does a 12-hour shift. You've got the day shift and the night shift. I'm trying to think how likely it is for them to come at night in comparison to the day. Well, day 15 was the day of the new moon where the skies are very, very dark. Day 16 mm -hmm. is one day after the new moon. 17 is two, so forth and so on. So it is super dark at night currently. Super dark. On the other hand, when there is moonlight... Um, and starlight, the snow reflects it quite a bit, and things are quite a bit brighter in the snow at night than they would be in like a grassy plain or a normal forest. Mm -hmm. Just to confuse, just to make everything as confusing as possible, you know. Mm -hmm. So why, I think for the next easy? for the next four days, what mm -hmm. day are we on? Neil, say it again. 16? Sixteen. Sixteen. We're on day sixteen. Okay, so for the next four days, we will go with the twelve-hour shifts for the. Mm -hmm. And then after that time, we're going to reduce it again, because I also think that if they don't attack now, they're going to get even weaker over time. I'm banking on that. Okay. Um, and your spearmen on the walls, are they evenly spaced, or are they clustered into one um, area where they have each other's backs? They're evenly spaced. They are in shouting distance, I guess, still. But yeah, they are evenly spaced. All right. Well, here we are. Uh, perfect. We've got two nice big fires in camp, which are being regularly supplied by folks who are going out and gathering wood. Now, this is freshly chopped wood, so it smokes quite a lot. It's not well-seasoned. Mm -hmm. um, it sputters. It sparks. Little embers have to be constantly put out before they catch tents on fire. And some of the tents closest to these wood fires have little holes in them as they are, uh, you know, constantly near bursting with flame. And your sailors. Now, they're not doing any jobs on the walls. They are, they're sticking to the inside. They are the, the backup team. If the walls get breached, the sailors are here to help. Well, and I'm, what about I'm trying. You? I'm trying to figure out. Even if you were a sailor, you would still do lookout, right? That's your call. Do you trust them to look out? I mean, 
So here's the problem. Technically, I would if you're a sailor, but they also breach their boat on a giant iceberg, which makes me think they're not that good at looking out for things. Mm. So, you know, let them stay in the tent for now. If okay. it gets dire, they can go and look up. But right now, these people are just relaxing. Okay. <clears throat> Well, day 16 is a long day. A lot of waiting, a lot of watching. It's been two days of quiet. People are a little nervous. <clears throat> Where's Elaine during all of this? Um. Are you. I think currently Elaine is looking at that um, corpse that they. like at the place where they buried. The other soldier because they brought the kel back to camp right mm -hmm. um what did we gain of him because he had a sword he had a shield he had armor i assume can sword, we like shield, real quickly chainmail you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um, did he have anything clothing. else did he have a sigil or something on him rings anything yes he has rings he had he still had coins in a in a pouch tied to his waist, just like he was a normal knight going about his normal duties and might need some money in case something happens. Um, there was... Actually, hold on, let me roll for that one. <clears throat> yes. Um, there is a roll of parchment. Um, not really parchment. It's like vellum, if you take animal skin and you stretch it and you dry it, you can write on a little bit. And this looks mm -hmm. like the world's worst vellum. Like someone had a piece of animal skin, but they didn't know mm -hmm. how to stretch it and they didn't know how to dry it. And it's overly thick and it's like mm. weirdly brittle and it hasn't been treated, um, but it was enough that a note could be scratched out in what appears to actually be ink on a quill, like from a quill, like properly written but on the world's worst parchment um, mm -hmm. and it was rolled up and tied with a bit of thread that looks like it's been pulled from someone's clothing um, and on the outside uh, it says oh, oh wait I need a name name uh No, these are bad names, Neil. Oh, these are terrible names. To Brooke. And you don't know who the hell Brooke is, but it's labeled as being to Brooke in this dark ink, which is on top of like dark leather. It's not properly colored, so it's hard to read. Um, and it's rolled up in like a nice little scroll. I think Elaine is standing near that ledge over here. I guess we, we buried him somewhere there. Mm -hmm. um, and I think she brought the scroll from yesterday and she has it still closed in her hands. And she's turning it and she's thinking. There's a certain urge to just throw it in the fire because this man has lost all privilege to say the things he wanted to say. Um, I 
But Elaine is very much a family person. And she misses her family. As much pain and as much trouble they've brought her. Um, like, she's out here for the Pendulin name. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe for a second she's overcome by that yearning for warmth and for love that you can't get anywhere <laughs> around here, you know? Not mm-hmm. as the person she is. And maybe this is less a she wants to gather information, but maybe this is one of those moments where Elaine feels like she's going to read that letter to just feel that little bit of warmth, maybe. See if she can find any of that in here when she's surrounded by the snow and the cold. But she's doing that all by herself and making sure there are no prying eyes around. And then I will un- unroll that, mm-hmm. that it's not parchment long. of vellum. It's not long at all. It says, um, To my dearest Willowbrook. I am sorry to leave you as I have. I wish I could tell you what I have seen. Know that I have thought of you in all my final days. Take care. And then it's a little bit of... You can see that like a signet ring has been heated over flame and then pushed into the vellum at the bottom to sort of burn it but it's not very well done right this isn't a signet ring that's been meant to to brand vellum it's meant to mm. push into wax and so the the seal is sort of obscured and poorly done but you have the man's ring and you can match one to the other and you know it's probably his ring if you were if this were like an official order that you were receiving from someone, you would not trust it. But under the circumstances, it seems pretty reasonable. I think Elaine runs a runs a finger over the place where the seal has burned into the vellum, and she looks at that short let short letter. And for a second, she feels. A little bit jealous, I think. Just at the thought that somebody who has clearly done so much wrong in their lives recently, right? Mm-hmm. Has somewhere else something that seems to be very special, whether that means, you know, it's a child, it's like, a, you know, some, some, some other person that's just their best friend or a lover or... You know, whatever that that means, it means that this person had somebody um, that was that special to them outside of their family. And Elena has a family, and she has the people in Redport who she also misses dearly. You know, she wouldn't, she doesn't really talk about it, but um, yeah, I think out here on this island, with that message in her hand it does feel a little bit cold and lonely and she um <clears throat> rolls it back up and then she carefully ties the ties a thread back around it and then she tosses it into the fire 
You're not going to hold on to it and deliver it to whoever it should go to? No. It stays here. Isn't there any thought that this was written with the understanding you would deliver it when, if, if the knight failed to kill you? Isn't there some sort of, you know, unspoken bond that I, I wrote a letter and left it, I brought it with me to a death duel with the understanding that someone would would do the right thing and, and give it to whoever Brooke is? I think that is the understanding, but I think I said it before that if this if this knight would have been up for a real duel, if this would have been a real knight, then that would have been an understanding. But Elaine sees no worth in returning this message to somebody and maybe giving them closure, but also giving them grief. It seems like handing mm. over this letter gives a sort of purpose and a sort of justification to that man who died in the snow. Mm. It, it will bring back not just closure, but it will bring back pain and anger and all these things, you know. Okay. So it's um, not because this is a, a traitor that we're not delivering the message. It's for the good of the recipient to, to make things go down more easily for them. Um, I think so. I think you could still deliver a traitor's message um, if it was something else. But in this case, she sees no worth in fulfilling that last wish in that sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you said this was happening over in this little corner right here, yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, you toss the paper in. It's about midday. You can watch it crackle and burn. You can smell the the leather the animal flesh burning. Um, and as you pick yourself up and get ready to move back into camp, the people on the walls above you begin to shout because they see the enemy. And they are here. And it is time. Um, the first round of combat... You know, people in the camp are are sort of not able to respond to very much. Mm-hmm. But happening along the edges, coming along the sides, is the enemy. The whole enemy. Although I do need to roll to see how much some of these people have suffered. No one's at full HP. Ooh, girl, you've taken some damage there. Oh. Okay. Oh, and they didn't get their little AC tokens for some of them. It's fine. It's fine. And I roll for a polar bear tag, and if I roll a natural 20, they got attacked on the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Just I've already. Just one natural 20, Neil. Sure, sure. Natural 20. Go for it. Okay. But don't roll a one. Oh, 
No. 17. It was excellent. He was looking at them, okay? He was like, oh, that's a, that's a nice snack. But then he realized, oh, I'm too hard. I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. It was worth a shot. Yeah. All right. Let's look at these bastards, shall we? Look at them. Traders, every single one of them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Is that twenty-one? Shit, that's a lot of traders. Yeah. Well, first things first. The three soldiers you have posted on that wall mm-hmm. need to make morale checks. Roll me. Actually, I, I will roll your morale check here. Um, this is an ally. One. They roll 11. They want to be below a 14. That's great. Um, two. Also an 11. Fantastic. Three. Oh, no. Sorry. They need to roll an Okay, I have it backwards. They need to roll an 11, but they actually rolled two 14s and an 8. So the top two ones, they see this coming and and um, they fail them or all check they fail and they are going to break and the other one down here will stand their ground and so as <laughs> these people you know under united signal approach out of the woods their shouts and mm-hmm. these two will well they're going to try to scramble down these cliffs but as we mentioned Coming down these cliffs is not easy, and they will take d6 falling damage each. Would you like to roll the damage to your own soldiers? Or would you like me to kill them? What I'm asking is, did they really take them so long to spot them? Like, until they are 75 Uh, feet away? No, the map just doesn't go any further left. So if I'm going to put them somewhere... Because I'm pretty sure I made those ladders so they could climb down. So if they're shouting, right, then we can have people put the ladders up. I'm not sure how long that takes. Probably not that long. Um, but but we had mentioned the for, greenness right? of some of these troops. And when mm-hmm. they find themselves up on this ledge and they see someone maybe, you know, they see like 20 people, maybe 100 feet away, under a single order, all emerging from like hidden position. Well, not that hidden of positions, but emerging sort of together at once. Two of these people, their knees shake, you know, mm-hmm. they're their palms are sweaty and All right. they they turn and they try to get the fuck out of there because they're they're new soldiers okay. I will roll for them what do I roll Neil? 1d6 for each of them okay first soldier 5 Ooh, that's a bad fall second soldier 3 not a great one not a bad one mm-hmm. um and the first round, you know, as they come, the soldiers shout, people get to their positions, the the bowfolk will turn and face that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not all of them. One bow person on each side is going to keep looking the other way, just in case. You never know. This could be this could be a feint. This could be a distraction. Okay. How um, much how is it with them both standing up there and they're fighting, Neil? Uh Close quarters is a penalty to AC and a penalty to hit. I think it's a penalty of one to each, but I need to double check my combat and tactics. Okay, because I feel like the ones who who would be fighting for the camp could get down. You said those are steps, right? It's like... Yeah. 
could get down far enough to not be in the same square as the person like higher up if they're not on yeah the but then you might not be able to shoot over that the the cliff here right you could shoot up okay. but you wouldn't see it wouldn't yeah, be at level fine. with you that's that is fine okay close quarters abc close close order page seven Oh my god, Neil. Is it pancake time? Yes, it's always pancake time. <laughs> uh, but no, but no. You gotta you gotta have a, a further fall for that. <laughs> you know you're the experts. Okay, is there another section for close order? Close. You know, we could go on break. Didn't we and just come back from last a break? Combat together. Let's do I it. Don't think <laughs> I thought we were. I thought we were just at break. I have lost all sense of time right Maybe now. Maybe we were. I only look at the clock, but you know. Right. Well, we we have been drifting off of our hour break points. Um. <clears throat> okay. I can't find it. We're gonna say it's one to AC and one okay. to hit. Um. <laughs> All right, so that the first round is them appearing, these people falling, this person standing their ground, and these people walking forward, coming together mm -hmm. in sort of a, you can hear like a clunk, clunk, clunk as um, the, the groups march and the spears beat on shields and the axes beat on shields. And in mm -hmm. the far distance, because the cleric is going to move this far forward, you can hear the sounds of a cleric chanting. And six people will be receiving a bless spell. Which is um, fine. Where is bless? Wait, Neil, I, how long does it take to cast bless, Neil? It is a I full round action. Oh. Yeah. I thought you can't do that in combat. Uh, once combat has been engaged, that is correct. But these people mm. are not in melee combat yet. All right. Good for them. Yes. Where we? Oh, I can see Cal Goblin stomping from here. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. I think these people might actually have to be a little bit closer if they're all going to be blessed. So they would be. There would be a group of them. All right. Bless. Bless. You can only bless six. It lasts for only so many rounds. Um, and that's the end of the first round. Mm -hmm. um, I'll tell I think... my people. Mm -hmm. I can yell out to them, right? So I'll oh, yell absolutely. Out, I'll yell out, form a wall! Because we have, like, mostly spearmen, and if they form mm -hmm. a spear wall, then they have a bigger chance to um, to actually, uh, you know, have more AC and where sustain. You, where do you want them to form wounds. a wall? Give them directions. Um, well, there's at least two of them per thing, so I'm not sure how does it work with the tents. If you're standing here, is that, like, a space or no? You'll have to tell me. Then, no, you like, can, this space is fine or... to stand. You can stand here. It's all legit. Okay, so I'm going to go for three. I'm just going to order them. Is that okay? Can I yeah, do that? Just move them. Can I just... Absolutely. Perfect. Um, we get a full round as the enemy is coming for you to issue orders and move your troops around. Now, when they're in a shield wall, it's two people taking up one space. So why don't we just, um, in order to demonstrate that, like 
you can stack one person behind the other. This is a bow person. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'm going to mark all the bow people with arrows when to make it clearer. When you say stack behind, what do you mean? <laughs> like that, yeah. Okay. It's just to indicate that there's two in the one square, because otherwise it's really hard to see who's where. Okay, um, I guess this is under a tree, but that's also possible, yeah? Ignore the trees. The trees are not here. They've all been cut all down. All right, I'm just going to put them, and then you tell me if something does not work out. Okay. Splendid. Perfect. I'm going to um... move these sailors. I'll move under this tree, and then I would like to have... So these are the doors, yeah? The black things are the doors, yeah. Um, Who's left? There's two people. Is that Carl at the door? Uh, yep, I this is Carl so. and Willa and yeah, miscellaneous bow folks. That's okay. fine, Carl can uh, secure that. Miscellaneous bow folks. Mm-hmm. Um, where's the best shot you can get? Probably from here as well. And then we'll get... Is there um? I can't tell. Is there a hill in the middle or is this all flat terrain? No, it's flat. <clears throat> nice and flat. Okay, I will still assume that this person can maybe look under the trees and take a shot in this direction. Yeah, um, no trees. All trees are gone in the camp. Alrighties. Okay. So, uh, these two people are side by side, forming... And these two people over here are chilling here? Uh, yes, I'm putting, like, most uh. of them in, in two in a two-people formation to be able to shield wall. Okay. Um, <clears throat> now, to be clear here, like, for these two in this middle section, if you want mm -hmm. them to, like, form a shield wall that blocks through all these tents, that actually takes four people. You'd need to, like... Because close order, they're stacked on top of each other like that. Right, so they four share people space. could yeah. could wall that off. Yeah? Um, that's fine. I okay. want to put them back. So we'll have these sure. two guys here, and then I'll just move. Wait, that's a bowman. That doesn't work. Uh, no, these are all these are all spears. Why does he have a why does he have a bow symbol then? No, that's, this guy has this a bow. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I will move. You're moving my people, Neil. Stop it. Stop hands it! Off. Hands off, sorry. Okay, this, I would like to have this. Okay. So these are like, okay, how do I put this? Should, do you want me to put it like this? No, 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 stack is them behind clear? like this. This this means okay. that there's four right. in the front square where they're facing. Okay, yep, we're doing that. Excellent, okay. Uh, and then the sailors are sort of back at the, the back of the pile. Yep, perfect. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe well, not straight. Like, get, let's let's get that guy away from the ledge so nobody pancakes him. Can we have okay. top left sailor a little bit, <laughs> a bit out oh, of the yeah, way? Yeah. We'll, we'll move them all. Thank like you. This. I appreciate Perfect. that. Okay. All right. So the first round, the soldiers march forward. Bless. Let me make sure these people stay within range of casting. 60 yards. They're within 60 yards. It's fine. Um, these soldiers will move forward. 50 foot cube. 50-foot cube. Yeah, they could be spread out like they wanted. Perfect. Um, and everyone moves to these positions. And all the the mercenaries are sitting with 18 AC. Excellent. 
Okay, and you can see that these people, everyone here, all of the enemy are moderately encumbered. Um, they're oh. all slowed to half movement rate. I think your soldiers, for the most part, are slowed to two-thirds movement rate. They're all lightly encumbered, I think. Let's just I think make sure so. that is reasonable. Just because, yeah. The, yeah, exactly. Because they would have armor and their weapons, right. and that usually lightly encumbers you if you're not an absolute lad, so... Right, right. Oh, right. <clears throat> so it's perfect. We're ready for war here. Good luck, Elaine. Um, this is a lot of people. Mass combat is difficult. We're going to do our best, and we're going to group people into large chunks so that each round doesn't take an hour and a half, because that would be soul-crushing. Um, why don't you roll me a d10 for your side? I will roll a d10 for their side, and special people will get their own. So Elaine goes on her own initiative. Um, your officers, your, your NCOs will go on their own initiative. Their mercenaries will go on a separate initiative from their infantry. Their knight and their caster will also go on their own initiatives. All right. So main initiative for the bulk of my people? Yes, for your... Uh, you can do spearmen, bowmen... Elaine officers. Okay, so spearmen. Oh, not great. Uh, do you want me to put that in somewhere or? Um, I'll, I'll add it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Bowman. Oh, do I need to? Oh, yeah. I'm just rolling d10s when I'm just doing rolling weapon. d10s. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing fancy here. Bowman, pretty good with a two. Um, and uh, for my people as well, just normal initiative. Um, just d10s. Yeah. Just D10s, Willa? Just D10s. Uh, Carl? Right, so we're Elaine. Add... Yeah, uh, we'll do Willa and Carl just on one set. That's fine. So yeah. that's like a six. Okay. Oh, and then one for the sailors too, please, if you don't mind. Nine as well. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, you did... 10 was for which one? The first one was bow or spear? Um, the first one was spearman. The good and one was the bows. Two is the bows. Bow. And then nine was... Nine is Willa. Nine is Willa. Three is Carl. Nine is Elaine. Okay, so we're just going to do Will and Carl on the first one, uh, which sorry. is nine. So they are six or Yeah, whatever. so Elaine is on nine and the sailors are on nine. Mm -hmm. Okay, and the enemy spearmen will go on four. The enemy mercenaries will go on three. The enemy caster will go on ten. And the enemy goblin stomping will go on ten. Low is good, high is bad. Alrighty. Our heroes will go first. Our bowmen will go first. And I think it's pretty clear. Those that can shoot will take shots, but pretty much everyone, you know, the enemy's far off, is going to hold their attacks and yeah. uh, ready them for when an enemy becomes mm -hmm. clear. And the so enemy we get like two shots, I guess? Uh, yes. The enemy mercenaries are going to go first. These mm. three will hurry as quickly as they can to the edge of the ledge and look on over 
And these ones will do the same thing, coming to the edge of the ledge and looking on over. And down here at the bottom, these ones will come to the edge and look on over. Well, no, these ones are going to come to this person right here, this brave mm. soldier, uh, in a full-out charge. Now, under normal circumstances, we don't need any dice, but these people are exhausted. These people have been malnourished. They've been fighting in hard winter conditions. I'm going to have them each make a strength check to charge through the snow under such conditions 22 23 and 15 so one of them will get here but can't is not they don't have the strength to attack in the same round and the others will finish the charge and make full-fledged attacks against this this brave drakissian spearman uh with an attack of an 18 and a four the 18 will hit for eight points of damage doing away with the spearman instantly mm. all right the enemy spearman will come forward uh no charge no strength to charge just as far forward as they can to see what's going on because no enemy yet has made it to this encampment wall to see what's going on and so everyone approaches your sailors hang out and do not much elaine will go and do what what are you doing, Elaine? Can I see them up the ledge? How, like, oh, yeah. Up there? Oh, absolutely. They're right there. And you have your your shield out? Your sword out? Yeah? Because um, yeah, equipping your shield so. takes a round. I, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. Wait. Are you, what do you mean? I'm saying you could have been issuing orders last round and attaching your shield if that was what you wanted to do, and I just forgot to bring it up. Or yeah, you could have that's... been intending to not have your shield on so um... that you could use a bow. I don't know what you wanna, how you want to fight this. No, I'm going with the shield. That's fine. Okay. I have the shield on and I have my sword on. Um, I can throw a dagger up there, though, right? That's the thing. Yeah, absolutely. I will. So I'm not even sure how fair that is, but I cannot try to hurt to throw it at somebody who's like, I'm standing here. That guy looks bad. Can I throw it at them? Absolutely. You can see the condition of the soldiers on that ledge without any problem. They are not in great shape. And you can pick out the weakest one of them. And with a 15, I don't think their encumbrance affects their AC. It'll just barely be deflected by their shield. Maybe caught in the chain mail and just like dangling mm-hmm. limply. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl right. will watch the gate. Actually, you do have two dagger throws, but you only have one dagger, right? I only have one dagger. That's fine. All right. <clears throat> Carl watches the gate. Kel Goblin Stompin' will come forward to the wall. Mother Elise will come. Uh, Ilse, sorry. Elise, Ilse, it's the same thing, will come as far forward as she can. It's really not. It's mm-hmm. the same name. Um, and the Drakissian, actually, the, the Drakissian bowmen should take their shots now. We have every, there's plenty of enemies in range, and we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight bowmen. Um, so we're going to just do. Why don't you roll me, because they each get two shots, uh, 16d20. And I will just assign them in order as I think that they would be shooting, and we will see how it goes. All right. 
So five and 13 are misses. 10 is a miss. 17 is a miss. Nine and one. Uh, four and four. Well, if 17 a miss, then we don't have to talk about it because there's no nothing better than a 17. Uh, well, some of these 17s might be hits because the first ones were shooting these fuckers. But the right. last 17s, not these two. This one um, will hit once. And this one will hit once. So roll me uh, 2d6. First one for this character, second one for this character. A six oh and a six, Neil. Uh, they will instantly drop enemy spearmen to the ground, dead as a doornail. Very good. And your spearmen. Now, your spearmen have... Do they have backup weapons? Let's check their gear real quick here. I don't uh, think they have ranged weapons. I mean, no. we did... They have daggers and, and spears, so they, they're not throwing their spears. Um, they are, they're holding on to their spears. Well, we did have, get extra spears from that camp, though, right? You do. You have a few extra spears lying around, but they haven't necessarily been distributed. And a soldier, if they throw their spear and then they go to get another one and they find that there are no more spears left, that's a bad spot. So okay. no one's going to toss their spears. No one was that's assigned fine. backup spears. Okay. And I think that's the end of the first round of combat. I All think... Right. I think I would like from you uh, a bunch of D10s. Okay, so first D10, my spear people. Yeah. Uh, that's not even a comment. Uh, uh, spear people, two. Second D10, my uh, bow people. One D10. Uh, 10, not great. Next one is Carl and Willa on a 9 and Elaine going on a 4. And Sailors? Going on a 2. Okay. And the enemy gets 4d10 and 5, 5, 3, 3. Also, um, I forgot that the last bowman that attacked, the 7 and the 15, that was Willa. And Willa mm -hmm. actually has plus 2 to hit. So that 15 is a 17 and would have hit an enemy. Um, but they are not within 30 feet, so she does not get plus 1 to damage. But do roll me a d6 for this sucker over here. 2. 2, all right. <clears throat> Excellent. Uh, we will arrange our list. Our sailors go first again, not doing anything. Our spearmen are going to go. And I'm going to say that this guy up here, this brave spearman is going to need a bit of a morale check. Because he already broke his morale once. He took some damage. Now he's looking up at this ledge. And above him uh -huh. is a knight and two mercenaries. Um, uh -huh. And so he will break his morale uh, and flee into the camp as far back into as possible. Camp. Yeah, That's fair. Um, Mother Elise is the next Ilsa. one. Ilsa is the next yeah. one up. <clears throat> and uh, Mother Ilsa has a list of spells. She has used this one. Um, and she's going to cast... Oh, no, she can't. Oh, Mother Ilsa will move next to this. Yeah, next to this knight. Mm -hmm. 
and lay a hand on the knight's shoulder, but you cannot move and then cast in second edition. So she tells the knight to hold still while she casts a spell upon the knight. But actually, she's going to hang out behind here to get a little bit of cover. Um, the enemy spearman. Well, there's no ladders, and it's a 15 foot drop. Um, and so they are going to follow their next plan. And they are going to do this. These ones are going to come here. Uh, what is their their movement rate? Is six. So they can go 60 feet in a combat round um, because of everything. And then the snow probably slows it down a little bit. So they're going to do they're going to do something like that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, wow. That's all that's left. Okay. Yep. Elaine, it's your turn. You're... Well, there's not really much I can do here, so I'm going to call these two people one... There's just three, three people up here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to order these two guys to get in line with me, so we're all three standing like this. And I'm going to... What about this one? Um, yeah, I'll order him as well. Oh, that's a bowman, isn't it? No, that's a nope. spearman, never mind. It's a I'll, I'll order him to come come into line as well, and we will form a defensive line with our shields up. Alright. And just defend for this. I'll just defend for this round. Okay. Kel goblin stomping prepare, chills. Prepare my attack for the guys. They, like, fucking come down, I guess. Well, no, can't prepare attacks until you can. You can just go last. Isn't that a thing? Uh, no, you can ready an attack for when someone comes with you, and you can delay. They are all options. Okay, I'll ready for in case somebody comes into melee attack then. Perfect. Uh, melee that's, yeah, that's pretty much what all your spearmen have been doing. They've already gone. Yeah, their initiative. I'll do the same. I'll do yeah. the same. Okay. Um, the mercenaries will go. And they have plans, right? There there are orders. There is a plan behind the enemy's attack. And they've taken a mm-hmm. round, or most of a round, to observe the camp. A half round there, half round now. Mm-hmm. And the mercenaries mm-hmm. are going to start from up here. And this one, this mercenary knows, there is no chance in this battle. Like, this, this, is, this is do or die. And the mercenaries mm-hmm. have some more HP. So this one is going to come sliding down the cliff side. And this one's going to come sliding down the cliff. And this one's going to come sliding down the cliff. And they're all mm-hmm. going to take D6 falling damage. So would you roll me mm-hmm. 3D6 and we'll apply it from top to bottom? Six oh my god! Six. Oh yeah! <laughs> the rock. The ice. It gets underneath their armor. It skids against their weakened flesh. They take significant damage sliding down into this camp. Um, mm-hmm. And then they bust up here. Actually, I think this that one Spearman should here. get off his ready to attack, though, yeah? Before... Uh, yeah, I think no? they, they see that these guys are coming, right? You, you can mm-hmm. hear them coming down the hill. But they're not mm-hmm. sliding into the Spearman. They're sliding behind the Spearman turn, ready to tax... Mm-hmm. And if you click on the spearmen, you can make a a spear one H attack with them each. I well, well can you not? Do you see a button? I think I can. Um, which button do I press? The which color, Neil? There's red, there's yellow, and there's blue. Uh, 
in the upper left hand corner when you click on your spearman do you not see a spear one oh, do you see a button I like can looks see like it now. that no no i see i see it now so i press uh, spear one-handed i take it yeah that's the button and recognize comment Awesome! Best soldier takes with a one-handed spear. <laughs> I can roll it from a sheet if you want me to. Yeah, it's just it'll take. It's a bitch to roll from the sheet, but you can do it. Okay, um, I'll roll from the sheet then. So spear attack. Lovely. Four and six. second one. Spear attack. Four Neither of them will hit our axemen. Right. We bring try. their weapons to bear. One of them is mm -hmm. blessed. One of them is not. First attack is not blessed. It's just an eight. Second one has a plus one to hit. Is a Ooh. 20. Clears by four, but not five. So it is not a crit. But it, it will deal matter after all. <laughs> seven points of damage. And oh, yeah. unnamed soldier goes down. Um, is it one-handed X, 1d8? Yes, it is. A battle axe is 1d8. Brutal. Brutal. Mm -hmm. um, this one is going to come on over here. This one's doing the same. This one is doing the same. Um, and knowing the plan, these ones will also all slide down on. So roll me... 3 to 6. Well, hold on. This one needs a morale check before he does it because he's really low HP. Um, oh, my God. He needs a 2d10. Uh, 15 is no good. This one will fail to come on down uh, and instead mm -hmm. we'll just stay up here. But do 2d6 for the others. A three and a four. All right. Minus three. Minus four. Mm -hmm. uh, and this one actually still has room to make an attack. So here we go. Soldier Axeman will hit even with a bless. It is only a 10, which what? actually hits oh. this this silly little uh, sailor who... Did the sailor's already no go? decks, apparently. No decks. Still sailor. actually gets a readied attack before this happens, but will take well, five damage and die. The sailor is not proficient with this weapon, so it is a 1d20 minus two. Uh, the sailor will miss and just die on the spot. All right. Excellent. Uh, Carl and Willa are up next. And I think okay. Carl will abandon the gate. It's clear the enemy's within. Um, there's no chance. There's no point in holding the yeah, gate. I think there's he only can, forward. He can probably take the position of the dead sailor. Right? Yes. And step in line there. And Does he get Would an you, attack straight he away? He does. Absolutely. Uh, he will All attack right. the weakest person. Kitty corner yes, to him. Yes, he will. Unfortunately, Let's it's not far enough to charge, but it is still range. Okay. He, he is still within range of attacking. Carl is a proficient spearman, so he's going to attack with that. 12 is no good. Uh, not Willa, great. Not great, we're just going to do both of her shots right now, so we don't have to remember later. Willa will make two shots into, well, not into the fray in the ground, but she is going to be, where is she? She's right here. Willa mm -hmm. is going to be targeting um, the knight up on the ledge with two attacks. Does she Does she get, like, disadvantage for, you know, or, like, penalties for shooting up? Uh, not for shooting up, no. And the knight is at the ledge, looking down into the okay. camp to see what's going on, so the knight is in full That's view. Fair. And uh, two shots, you said. Yeah, I don't know why the knight says she has 14 AC when she absolutely has 18 AC. Um, but that was weird. Uh, the 12 first one's a miss. 
The second one is a 17. Just barely not a hit. All right. All right. Your bowman will go. But you did say earlier Will Willa does get some plus to hit because she's a... Is that yeah, the but... plus one plus one? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Um, your bowman. There are six bowmen that can make a attacks, right? There's this one and this one and this one and this one and this one. That's five. Oh, and this one over here. Perfect. Uh, there are six bowmen that can make attacks, and this one is actually in melee combat and will have to drop and draw a short sword. So roll me 12d20, and we will assign the shots as best as we can. All Not right. Looking too great. Miss, miss, miss. Pretty average. Yeah, I guess. In fact, these are ever. These are all misses. These are terrible. All right. Uh, and give all me right. a one d twenty for the one bowman with a short sword fighting the mercenary toe to toe. Six. Nope. Also missing. Also missing. We're gonna change up our battle. That is a lot of bit. AC. To be fair, that is a <clears throat> lot of AC. It's quite a lot of AC. Mm-hmm. The mercenaries. There's a reason we hired these mercenaries. These mercenaries know what's up. They have chainmail. They have shields with a shield proficiency. They're second mm-hmm. level fighters, essentially, with battle axes. Plus three to hit, plus two to damage. They're not chump change. Um, I believe that's everyone. Oh, except we forgot um, to move. We forgot to no, move but these. None of these guys here. went down. Did they just? Yeah. Okay. They I had forgotten to move them. They are actually. That's. They can't go that way. They. They're going the other way. They're heading for the, the top. Uh, they can only really go about this far. Right. Okay. okay. And the sailors. We're just gonna do one quick morale check for them all. I don't know why all of a sudden these buttons are failing me. They were working earlier. Um, the sailors are good. They're here. They're ready to fight. All right. Proud of you, boys. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm also a little sorry, but I'm also very proud. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, Elaine, uh, I'm going to reorder these things so you can roll initiative for your people. Okay. We'll do one more time. First, the spear people, then the bowman, then the two officers, then... Elaine. And the sailors as well, please, D10. Oh, sorry. My bad. Nine. Nine. All right. And our enemy actually rolled exceedingly well. One, nine, one, three. All right. Mother Ilse is first, and she will cast a spell. She will cast Strength of Stone on the night and he she will gain 1d4 you you sorry (laughs) she gets a plus one to damage now amazing yeah that was not worth a round of inaction um having gained the hp our knight will skid on down the mountainside taking d6 damage and come into battle. We could try that again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a little nervous. Did <laughs> you look at that? <laughs> and the knight will come up to this lone spearman who has an attack readied. And please make the attack before Kel Goblin stomping. 
stomps them. Not good enough. The 16 will hit, and the 7 to damage will rip through this, uh, this soldier on the ground. And the knight will spend stay here one second one second Neil. which one did he rip through this one in the middle here yeah okay that's fair that's fine all right um your spearmen will go now the enemy is in the camp some people have mm-hmm. been given positions some people are cut off from others let's start with this spearman up at the top whose mm-hmm. back is to a wall um, and who is a little bit cornered, mm-hmm. but has, still has, you know, there's there's four of them over here against these two. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to call for a morale check yet, but they do get an attack. Mm-hmm. It's not so a I'm great situation. For, yeah, yeah. for that guy? Yeah. Okay, let's see. Nope, he is missing with a six. Wild miss. I mean, uh, I have no. to hit an 18 or a 19 or a 20 for that. Like, mm-hmm. there's a, It's know, tough. It's real tough. Chance. Um, now we have this one down here, and these four who are holding this, and these ones that are next to Elaine. Now, the ones next to Elaine mm-hmm. are staying next to Elaine and sort of moving with you. But these mm-hmm. ones right here, you've told them to hold their position. They are holding this position. Um, but well, the attack not, is clearly not coming for, from in front. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looked like they might come just straight down this ledge as well, but they've decided against that. So I think mm-hmm. we can do a second. Uh, we can, like, move them up. So they. I would order them to um, move up. They can go this way uh, or this way? No, I think that I would want them to go this way, like up here. Okay. Okay. So they will come in close order, marching together, holding their shield wall. Um, they are slightly slowed by their encumbrance, but otherwise they're fine. Um, mm-hmm. The area inside the camp has been stomped down. It's not loose snow that you have to march over. It's compacted snow. And so mm-hmm. I think the four of them can get right up here. Um, mm-hmm. Their shields overlap, giving them bonuses to AC. And they can go ahead and make four attacks against that one Axeman. In fact, they even have plus two for back attack. And the three AC from the shield does not apply since the Axeman is facing away from them. Okay, so three attacks. Four attacks, ma'am. Four attacks. My bad. One, if you want to make two. Oh my god, these are bad rolls. Three. The 15 I'm getting will one hit. more, right? Yeah. Is it one more? Yes. Nope, 16. that's five attacks. Thank you very much. Uh, one attack, one but, hit. No, I did I did one spearman earlier, right? I did the top Which was the guy. six. And then it's one, two, three, three four. Yeah, that's five. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, roll me d6 for damage. <clears throat> five. Excellent. Oh my god, of course he has one HP. Fuck that guy. They always have one HP left. That's the Every secret. Time. Every time. Mm-hmm. You don't get any attack bonus for being in a shield wall, do you? I don't think you get an attack bonus for shield walls. Page 39. You just get a bonus to your AC 
just the bonus to your AC. Perfect. Okay. okay. Excellent. Um, and what about the ones that are with you and this one over here? You know, you're you can be shouting orders during all of this. Um. Um. Well, I want to have. Is that a? What's with this guy here? Why does they have a? Why do they have a? Oh, that's the Cal, isn't it? That's the knight. That's the enemy knight. Yeah. Right. Well, I think we're moving over there, aren't we? Okay. Um, but they're I moving we'll with you, right? You're, person. They're going to yes, delay their wall. turn into your turn. And we're moving together. Perfect. Yes, that's okay. Correct. That means the enemy <clears throat> spearmen are going to so come do I round. Just, do I? Wait, do I just. Wait oh. until your turn. Just wait until your turn. Okay, and then move them? Okay, that's Yeah. Fine. They can just okay. delay. Um, the enemy spearmen come around to the front. Well, to the side. They come to this side, moving as a block, getting ready to come on in. Um, and now your bowmen. We're going to start with the bowman who's got the short sword and is fighting the mercenary because they are different. Um, roll me a d20 to hit. No bonuses. Flat d20. Good luck. Wild miss. Nope. Now I need... Um, hmm. Uh, can you do me 4d20 for these people on the ledge? Here's right. 6519. Uh, let's see. The 2 and the 6 are misses. The 15 mm-hmm. and the 19... Uh, I don't know if you can actually hit this person's back with that. But you could shoot over here. You could shoot the back of the knight. Um, the 15 will hit because the knight doesn't have the shield and then the plus two for back attack. So roll me d6. And the 19 becomes a 21 against AC 15 is actually a critical. So I need 3d6 as that bowman puts two arrows <laughs> and one critical into the back of the knight. One, five, oh my four, God. five. Ten points of damage bring the knight to <clears throat> what looks like half hit points. On the <laughs> bottom of the camp, it's a lot harder to see an available target. Um, but this one over here can target this, and I think they can both target this guy. So 4d20, they will need 18s because this guy's facing their direction. Mm-hmm. So did you say four? Yes, ma'am. Oh my god. Actually, let's go. Okay. It's looking up. It's looking up. A five and a six. Very good. We're taking it. Excellent damage. The mercenary drops. Okay. It's the mercenary's turn. Okay. Let's start with the easy calls for these mercenaries. These ones over here. Um, these ones over here there's a plan right They the enemy has made a plan together and so these ones are going to come over here um, this one who failed his morale check is he's not going down the slope but he is going to come and back up the spearmen mm-hmm. the mercenaries up here at the front 
are going to fight uh, one against the short sword, one against the spearman. And in this round, these mercenaries have two attacks. So one, two against the spearman misses. One, two against the bowman are misses. To the bottom. This one is going to be attacking Carl with one, on, Carl. two My attacks. Boy. One hit. Whoa, but Carl has a team. <laughs> Carl. Carl's okay. This one over here has been attacked in the back and is going to need to make a morale check, which all of a sudden, I don't know why my morale check buttons broke today. They worked at the onset of combat. Please work again. I don't know why they're breaking all of a sudden. Two D ten. Uh seven is good. Well, it's a there there are morale modifiers here. So this guy's base mm-hmm. morale is Oh, is it breaking because I didn't actually have a morale button because f- I didn't assign the morale? <gasps> well That's you know why. what happens to people who have no morale, right? I see. I think I just failed to input a field for them. Right, right, right. Okay, 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 okay. Um, so their morale starts as that. There we go. And then now this button should work. If you spell morale correctly, of course. It's always important to add the E on the end of morale, you know? Unless you're German. What? You don't? Unless you're German, then it's just morale. Then you don't put it at the end. My god. Okay. Yeah. Well, 13. Now, what did they roll? They did roll a 13. Yes. I just want to make sure my buttons are working so I don't have to do this later. Perfect. Okay, so 13 is bad. Their base is 10. Uh, Yeah, the, the morale breaks. This guy... He's jumped into this camp. He's fighting to the death, right? But at the same time, now he's completely surrounded. His morale breaks. He's going to run the only place he knows to run, which is this way, which does expose him to four attacks of opportunity because fear is the worst possible thing in a combat situation. Four attacks at plus two against his back, so only needing a 15. With the plus two, you only need a 13. Roll me two hits. A 13 and a four. And he goes down. He does go down. Right. Um, we already did the guy who's fighting Carl. And I think that's it for the enemy mercenaries. They've all made their attacks. Mm-hmm. Or their movements, right? Because these guys finally moved up here. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl and Willa. We'll start with Carl fighting a mercenary one-on-one. Come on, Carl. I believe in you. You have kept this camp safe for so long. You can do it for one more day. All right. Carl is going in with a mighty spear thrust. He gets two attacks this round, yeah? Yes. All right. We're doing both of them together, Neil, or one after the other? How do you want to do it? Right now. All right. No good. 12 and 9. He has sweaty hands. Right. Right. Uh, Willa 
can now Ooh. see this mercenary up here, so she's going to take a pair of shots. Um, go ahead and just make two shots. Um, first attack. Hit. 17. Oh. Uh, well, no, it's not quite a flank. Second attack. Seven. Seven. No good. Elaine, you and your shield wall can move now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just move the dead okay. guy out of the way slightly. Right, so we could uh, shield wall. You said they take up two, two spaces, so they would Right, be, so you could put all four here, and you can cram. Not a problem. Okay. Can I not be on the left-hand side? Sure. I would like to be on the right-hand side. Thank you. Yep. Um, um, okay. That's your... Two attack your one attack this round, and all of your spearmen's one attack this round. Okay, um, Elaine's attack with oops, Allah, that's the wrong character. Elaine attacks with her arm sword first, four and nine, which misses, throws in a shield punch, four, two, which is also miss, and then I get how many spearmen you said? 3d20. Or a 60 to 17 and a 20. Look at them go, but that guy has like. That, that woman, I'm sorry. That woman has 18 AC, which is uh, a lot. Well, a 20 is a hit. Give me a D6 for damage as you. What do you mean 1D6? It's only a hit. 2D6. It's only right? a hit. Oh my god. I keep forgetting that. I'm, yeah. I'm, my mind is in the wrong edition. So 1D6. Natural 20. Which is barely one a damage. Graze. Undamaged. You love it when it happens. Uh, That is the Uh, least exciting 20 I've rolled in a long time, let me tell you. mm -hmm. All right. Well, it's our sailor's turn, and they passed the morale check last round, so they give a shout, and they will run three of them like this to get a semi-surround on this person, and they will make attacks. These are all at minus two uh, because they're not proficient. Oh, I was just rolling them real quick. The 6 and the 14 what? are definitely misses. The 18 becomes a 16, <clears throat> becomes a 17 because of flanking. Uh, but the shield bonus, because it's a large shield, will apply, and none of these will do any damage. And now it's time to roll initiative. Okay, so, um, spear people. You could just roll one, two, three, four, five d20s and five d10s, okay. and I'll just apply them. That's a little faster. Um, it still will do the counting, though. So, what did I roll? Okay. So it's uh, spear. One, we, we're just, I'm always rolling them in the same order. So yep. it was always spear, then bow, then officers, then me, then. Yep. Uh, sailors, Yara. Alrighty. <clears throat> so first up are the sailors again. I'm just going to do a quick 3d20 uh, with penalties. The 19 becomes a 17, um, but unfortunately it's the bottom one, so there's no flanking bonus, and so they're all misses. Uh, and the other sailor is just chilling in the back, waiting, waiting for a spot, going left, going right, looking for an opening, thanking his lucky stars that he's in the back and can't get <laughs> killed. Um, oops. Next up is Carl and Willa. Carl will get one attack this round. Uh, with the spear again for a, a nine, unfortunately. Willa will make two more bow shots against the high ground mercenaries. 
Um, first shot is a 13, second shot is an 8. Not great. No good. Not good. Spear folk. Uh, <clears throat> this one right here we'll start off with. Uh, 7 is a miss. Mm-hmm. And then these four in the middle. Now, they were on their way towards this person. They fought one guy, and as that guy fell, the the sol- sailors charged in over the mm-hmm. dead body to go mm-hmm. attack these suckers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the spearmen, they can't stab past these sailors because the sailors aren't trained. They're not in a right. formation. They don't, right. They're going to stab they the could, sailors if they, they do that. Move, they could move and attack, so there is a possibility for them turning around but attacking the cat instead. Yeah. They can turn around All right. and go for the okay. night. Before, and before I forget about it, one short interruption. What are these two guys doing down here? Um... The bowman has been making shots. I think the spearman has been sort of waiting and watching to see if anyone comes off of this, but hasn't really, you know, no orders were directly yelled to him. He was told <laughs> yeah, last to defend I... this spot. He's sort mm-hmm. of watching the archers. He's holding an important uh, piece of territory. I, yeah, that's that's what I'm what, what I'm figuring. Okay, yeah, an yeah. important an important. Um, okay, but will these Can four he... four sail, uh, spearmen make uh, an attack? Forty twenty against Mm -hmm. the knight as they all corner this poor soldier. Um, 13, 14, 15 is actually going to be a hit because the knight's shield doesn't apply to back attacks and you have plus two on back attacks. And so you actually only need a 13 to hit her. Oh, lucky. Lucky, Jackie. It's a 1d6. Six damage! At least the damage numbers are great. If I hit, then it works. But otherwise, it's okay. Kill Goblin Stomping. Is going to put her back to the wall. No more back I... attacks. Shield oh. in front. Enemies all around her. And mm-hmm. she's going to start with the weakest people. Not the knight Does in front of her. Does she get a morale check, Neil? Even though she's a cow? I mean, she is kind of surrounded by eight people. And she is on like a third of her HP. I feel like that warrants at least like one morale check. She's in a very unfortunate position. Yeah, let me double check what a default knight morale is. Um, Now, she does have a caster on her side, and she does have two enchantments placed on her. Um, There are a lot of morale modifiers, but she is sort of outnumbered. Um, Human. Human. No, you're not a sailor. Knights, morale, elite, 14 plus. Um, I'm going to just say 14 for her. And then if we look at our DM screen. And can she even roll that? Like, can she even roll too high for that? Yeah, absolutely. On 2d10? 2d10? 2d10. Okay, that's fine then. Um, Does she get... So she doesn't get lower morale because I'm here, right? That's not a thing. No, no. Your allies get higher morale because you're here. But my enemies enemies don't get a penalty. Right. Okay, so she is not abandoned. Her most powerful ally is not killed. She's not. She has lost a lot of HP. So she has a minus two because of loss of her HP. Um, She gets a plus two because she's got a spellcaster on her side. Um... None of these other things apply. None of these other things apply. So that's actually just a straight morale check. Okay. Oh, whoops. 
Um, she does not get the plus one. It's actually just 14, but she rolls a 12, and she's intact. So she makes it. Yeah, she right. makes it. And she's going to make her two attacks this round, and she's going to start with your minions that are adjacent to you. She's going for the weak soldier next to you first. A 16 will hit. Seven will drop a soldier down. Bloop. No, hold um, up. Sold up, Neil. Oh, if we do no. your shield formation, my no. soldier gets a plus one, and that does not hit. Yes. Get yes, wrecked. you're right. Not the happening. shield wall. That's why you, that is why you make these shield walls while you're trained. Yeah, what are you saying? Second morale check is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. Shit. Nope, nope. All right, she but makes she her two attacks. Twice. She okay. misses twice. So Let's close. Let's get her. So Let's get her, boys. Close. <laughs> we okay. have to get her now, actually, because whenever she starts again, somebody's dying. Ooh, all right. Mm -hmm. Um, the mercenaries will go. This one up at top is going to come in to here. And can't, you know, the whole point is get the mercenaries inside, open the gate so the soldiers can pour in. That's, that's obviously the answer at this point in time. Um, and uh -huh. it's not working out. So the, the mercenary is going to come here. And I'm going to give them, you know, this gate is undefended. I think the mercenary can use their action to, to climb over the spiked gate. They've got plenty of movement. They can do this. Uh, I'm going to move the dead soldier well, over here. they can do it, but I'm just going to say it's not super easy to climb a palisade in full gear, yeah? The when palisade like, they could not do, but this this little barricade... Smaller gate they can. Yeah, okay. if, if someone right. was on the other side, maybe not. But right now, that's, hmm? just, that's just a spiked wall, and you can All get right, over that. I get it. I get it. Um, and so they will come in. And um, I will give them a strength check, and if they pass their strength check, they can also get an attack in that round. But they fail, so they just move in, and that's their spot. Mm -hmm. uh, this one is going to attack the archer to their right with one attack this round. One attack this round. Uh, 17 a is a hit, but not a kill. And the other one will attack the spearman <clears throat> to their top. An 18 is a hit, and a 6 is a kill. And the soldier will drop. And this okay. one will die. And this one will take 3 points of damage. Um, and this mercenary is surrounded. Does need a morale check. Will fail. Uh, it's not looking good. The mercenary... Ooh, nope, no. Even with the spellcaster bonus, it's a fail. Um, will begin to break and flee... Will our dearly beloved Carl make an attack? As well as these three I'm sailors. Going for the spear attack. Uh, missing. But it's these misses. other guys get back attacks, yeah? The other guys get well, back attacks, and the shield like... does not apply anymore, <laughs> and so they will hit, and that will be 2d6 for five points of damage, which will not kill, but will wound. Um, mm -hmm. And this one, I'm going to move again the dead out of the way just so we can see uh this one will come this way and just like push <laughs> into this back corner and i'm going to give them a little red token for their morale has broken um and the ones up here the ones up here are going to do it they're going to come on down and they're going to slide in, and this one's going to come on down like this. Now, remember, this shield wall is actually all stacked up on top of each other. We're just doing this for display. And so the mm -hmm. folks are coming like this. Uh, roll me 3d6 as they take falling damage coming into camp. 
Six, five, and three. Yes. Oh, the cliff is my biggest ally. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that it matters where you settle your camp, people? Who would have thought? Well, if you All didn't right, have the cliff go. here, they couldn't even get over the walls. It would be a different game altogether. Yeah, well, I'm, this is fine. I'm taking every win I can get. This is a win in my book. Mm-hmm. All right. The mercenary attacking the backs of the pirates. I'm sorry, not pirates. Sailors will just did drop. You, did you subtract the damage, Neil? I did. All right. I'm just yes. making... There's too many red HP bars in this camp. Mm -hmm. um, well, then the next one will attack with the back of one of your soldiers. And I think 21 versus 15 AC is a crit. And so we will hey, do up, 2d8 which plus. One, which one is... Hold up! Which one is he attacking, Neil? This guy is attacking this way. Who has a shield wall and therefore has 17 AC. Uh, uh, and therefore but the he's attacking turn. from the backs because the soldiers are facing the knight. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, which will I'll drop... I'll let it slide. You are so kind. <laughs> Thank you. Which will drop a soldier. All right. Um, and the six, I do believe, is a miss, even with all the bonuses and penalties. Mm, I think so. And that is all the mercenaries. It is Elaine's right. turn. Okay, I get two attacks this round, yeah? Is it two this time? Yes. Let me check. It's two. All right, then I'll do two attacks. Because you and Kel Goblin Stompin are on the same rhythm, the same tempo. Please do not compare me to this person. Um, attack number one is a 11. Attack number two is a 17. No dice. Um, bows. Okay, so starting at the top over here. Um, this bowman's at half HP and is now facing certain death. They will need a morale check, uh, which is a wild failure, and the bowman is going to run for their life, um, which is going to expose them to two attacks, and they will probably just die because that is what happens when your morale breaks. You run and you die. Uh, mm -hmm. The ones on the wall... Um, they're at full HP, but they're also going to get a morale check uh, because they are cornered and their people are running before them and dying before them. Uh, pass and a failure. So the lower one is going to come this way and come over here. And they're going to take just a quick D6 damage, just a quick two points of damage, uh, fleeing all the way into this corner. And this other one on the wall holds their morale, realizes death is certain, looks to see that these guys have 18 AC, and these ones up here have lower HP and 16 AC, turns over the wall and is going to take a couple of shots. So give me two shots for this one. Actually, last minute. No. First shot is going against this guy, and then second shot's going over here. Okay. An 11 and a 10. 11, 12 is no good, no good, no good, all misses. All right, a little bit all lower right. on our battlefield. We have two, three archers, four archers down here. Uh -huh. um, and I think at this point, the spearman can, like, be yelled at to move the fuck up. Is that possible? Well, let's let's just get the archers on the archer's turn. We'll do the spearman right. on the spearman's I'm, turn. Okay, I'll just let you know. I'll announce that on the spearman's turn, the spearman will get into action. Okay. All right, so these two archers still have... This one definitely can shoot over here. 
This one's a little bit mm -hmm. lower, but I think the tents are kind of small, and you can shoot over at least at this person. So give me four d20. Don't roll too low. Well, one or two, eight out of five, they all misses. Well, the eight and the five are misses, <clears throat> but these people are firing into a melee situation. And so on a one or a two, why don't you re-roll those and we'll see if they, they do some accidental friendly fire because that is a, a hard rule in 2E, <clears throat> which we are, we're softening um, for this purpose, but I'm, we're going to still see if maybe they hit these suckers. Um, what did you want me to roll again? Sorry, I didn't hear 2D20. It. A1 uh, and a 16. A, the 16 will accidentally hit an ally in the back. Please roll me a d6 Well, Neil, you just argued that these guys have their backs turned, so if they shoot from here, they're going to hit in the back, and then they get, like, what? Oh, they have exactly 17 then, don't they? Well, then these Where's, guys would which have... Side is the, which side is the shield on? Front. The shield is it's facing the front, the front yeah. So the 16 so is definitely going to hit. A bonus for they actually get a bonus for flanking on top. That's fucking, that's fucking yeah. shit. Give me a All d6. Right. How much damage? Uh, one. That's just a graze. That's a friendly graze. It's fine. A friendly graze. Okay. Um, this bowman over here is not really having any good line of sight on anyone. Um, so you can't see this guy? Well, but they, you don't want to shoot Gregor. Uh, Carl, right? Okay. The, this shooting between these people is a little tough. All right. um, so I think this bow folk is going here, and this one is coming up here, and they're gonna mm -hmm. fire down this avenue. So give me another. Yeah. Uh, they both have to move, so just give me two d twenty instead of four d twenty because they don't have the mm -hmm. archer fighting style. A four no and dice. an eight. Okay. All right. It's not looking um, right. Enemy spearmen. Well, they can get to the wall, and um, someone will let them in next round. Next round, the gate will be opened, and they can come on in. Uh, mm -hmm. Mother Ilsa. Mother Ilsa is casting a spell. Mother Ilsa has the perfect spell for this situation. She points in your direction, and over the din of battle, you can barely hear the words as she casts heat metal on your armor. Um, now, you're a warrior. You're a soldier. You know a heat metal spell. It's a far-feared spell for people, especially in plate mail, because once your armor begins to heat up, it will continue to heat and blister and burn, and it will cause extremely serious damage. The standard protocol for knights when you've been hit with a heat metal spell is douse yourself in water if it's available. Um, if not, cut that armor off before you cook to death from the inside. Um, and on your turn, you can decide how you want to go about this, because there's no there's no water, but you're in a snowy situation. So, I don't know how you want to handle it, but we'll handle it on your turn. Um, okay, but I mean... Are we pretending I know how much damage that deals? Or are we pretending I just think it's bad? You know that you will be taking what would be lethal damage for an ordinary person if you ignore the effects. Right. Um, you can, if you want to look at the damage and do a judgment on the fly, that's fine. <clears throat> but uh, wouldn't it be hilarious if Elaine was cooked to death in her armor? Yeah, it would be so funny, Neil. 
And I think that's the end of our initiative. And we should... We should roll again. Okay, I'm going to request that if we do the entire combat now, that I'm going to the bathroom because it is quarter yes. past 11, which is yes. technically 15 minutes past our end time, and I would really appreciate being able to be real quick. All right, short break. We'll see you all in five, five <laughs> yeah. streamer minutes. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Let's go. I need you to roll me 4d10 for initiative. Spearman, Bowman, non-commissioned officers, Elaine, Sailor. Actually, that's 5d10. That is five. Six, five, four, three, ten. Oh no, the sailors go at a 10. What are we going to do? <laughs> okay, Elaine, <clears throat> you're up with your 21 AC and Kel Goblin stomping cornered for mm -hmm. now. So as I understand it, <clears throat> if I try to entangle my disentangle myself from the situation, I will eat a fat away from that cat over there. Um, right. If you just walk <clears throat> away, she takes one attack of opportunity against you. But you know, you got 20 AC. I got crit in the very first attack of this campaign. I do not like these odds. So my armor is heating up, though, which is not great. Um, it becomes very warm and uncomfortable to the touch. Hmm. Yeah, you can feel it heating. Your hand, your sword, your armor, your shield, all the metal of your, your person. Mm -hmm. Which direction is she facing? The knight? Mm -hmm. uh, she's got her back to the wall, so... Just, like, no. straight up like yeah, that? Yeah, Okay. Um, yep, I will attack her. You're, you're gonna you're gonna suffer through the heat. I will, for, at least for one round, suffer through the right. heat. Right. Yeah. Well, hold on. Uh, 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 I want to uh, make sure we have all the information we need to make good decisions, because taking off your armor um, is takes not one always... Round? How many rounds is it? That's, that's what I, I wanted to look off? up. Yeah. Okay. Because um, some armor is fast to get in and out of, and other armor is slow. Page 101. Donning and doffing. Sometimes removing armor is a much quicker matter. Most can be shed in a single round. Piece armor, particularly full plate, requires one d four plus one rounds. You don't have full plate, but you do have you have half plate, so we would do half. Of I that. have a plate. I have a plate chest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. However, if character is willing to cut straps and bend pins, such armor can be removed in half time. One d four plus one divided by two rounds up, uh, and then you've got chain on your limbs, so it would take you a, a round to do the shield. And then um, 1d4 plus 1 divided by 4. It would take you two rounds to take off your armor and shields if you're if you're willing to okay. cut and pull. And for heat metal, I take 1d4 for the first warm round, and then I take 2d4 in the following round. Something like that, I believe. Um, 
so it, it becomes 1d4, 2d4, 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 1d4, 0. Right, so this round, I'm... This, this is zero. Suffering just yet. I'm suffering yeah. on the... Do I suffer on the cleric's turn or on my next turn? On your turn. I think we're just going to do it on your turns because... <clears throat> no. Okay, Wait, so if should... I take off... Yeah, it has to be on your turns. Otherwise, the cleric might go twice before you get to go once, and then you would take okay. 44 damage accidentally. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, that is a bad accident. Um, yeah. So... Next... Next you... round, it's four. Then it would be 2d4. If I start taking it off right now, I would take 1d4 damage. Right. And if you wait to start taking it off next round, you will take 3d4 damage, minimum. Why minimum? Well, because then if you wait another round, it'd be 40... You'd be... It'd, yeah. Sorry. You'd take 3d4 if you took started taking and it off next I... round. Yeah, okay, I, yeah, that's kind of kind of important, you know. In the... Yeah. So if you take if you do it now, one d four. If you wait till next round, two d four. If you wait till the round after All that, right. uh, I'm sorry. Next round will be three d four. Round after that would be five d four. Is it possible to disengage and take the uh, start taking off the armor at the same time, or is it like that disengaging is an action? So uh, disengaging is the action. It's one or the other. I have 21 AC right now, yeah? Yes. Because you're part of the shield wall. Let's... Let's do it, Neil. We're disengaging. Huzzah! I know, sorry. I didn't mean disengaging. I meant back out, eat the OA, and... I got you. Well, you got me. You got me. I got you. The 17 does not hit you as you back out. Uh, Do you say anything to your soldiers as you're backing out? Um... I'll look at the one, this guy, this guy here. I'll mm-hmm. yell at him, get the ladder. Okay. The shield and wall, point at the wall will break. And that person will... Well, there's will... still two of these guys, no? Uh, yeah, but... Do they not form one? If they're in the same but square, these, they form a shield wall, form... but then this person could do this, right? Like, okay. if, yeah, if they are not in a shield wall, this person is blocked in. If they form a shield wall, then this person can just, like, slide here. Taking attacks of opportunity so from these three people. people but... you need three people for this wall to work? Two people take up one space in a shield wall. So, yeah, you need three people for the wall to work. Well, then he can't. Then never mind. I never said anything. I'm going to start okay. rolling in the snow. Uh, You're rolling in the snow, not taking your armor off? Wait. Rolling in the snow, taking my armor off. Okay, gotcha. All right, you back out. Uh, go ahead and place yourself wherever you want as you begin to take off your armor. The mercenaries. This one is going to come on up here and deal with the the archer. These two are going to deal with the wall. Uh, this one is still panicking and continues to panic. And with their full round and the two of them, they can unbar. And with the, the spearman's help, the wall can be opened. This mercenary up here will deal with the bowman. Hack is a miss. And last round, they got two attacks with their battle axes. Yep. So this is just a one attack round for them up here. 
Um, and it's a miss. This one down here is going to just rip in. This one gets two attacks against the, the sailors here. Eight plus two is 10, and that's a 21. So 1d8 plus two and 2d8 plus two. Uh, two more oh. sailors. We like to just also call these sailors um, meat wagons or um, meat shields. They go down. The ones over here will similarly get multiple attacks. Um, and it's bad because they drop down behind these soldiers while these soldiers are cornering the knight. And the soldiers have their shield wall and they're facing the knight and everyone's pushing down. And then all of a sudden they hear like a little clatter behind them and the axemen are upon them. And the way that a initiative works in second edition means that sometimes people get to go multiple times mm -hmm. before you. And I think the interpretation of the very favorable dice rolls for the mercenaries in this situation are they they set upon the shield wall from behind and the shield wall still going after the knight is having a bit of a panic to turn around and the axemen have a very advantageous engagement where they make more attacks than anyone would ever want to have um, and they will do a miss and a hit and a 11, 12, 13. This is going to be 13. Is actually a miss. And a miss. Yeah, because their shields are only providing one AC. Um, so just a single hit. 1d8 plus 2. 4 damage to this one. Um, and that is all the mercenaries. Now, Carl. Carl and Willa, technically together. Mm -hmm. And I think Carl can see the situation. Carl is an experienced soldier. <laughs> and Carl turns around. Boy, he's 18 years. Very experienced. He's a, he's a, he's a seasoned, non-combat, um, uh, non-commissioned officer. And he will yell at the pair of spearmen back here that if they do not get up here, then Carl will come, and Carl will kill them after this battle for desertion and cowardice. Uh, and he's going to hold this spot, this line here, next to the mm -hmm. one sailor, um, while yelling man. for these people to show the fuck up. So he doesn't uh, attack the axe dude. He readies he's his action. Waiting. Yeah. Right. Willa, however... Um, now, Willa to this cleric. The cleric is slightly behind a tree and slightly back on the hill. The cleric has picked this spot to stand because the cleric gets good cover back here. The cleric has plus four to their AC against these bowmen down here, which puts her at 19 AC and is not a really great target to fire at. On the other hand, Willa no longer has any good targets to shoot at at all. And so Willa is going to take her two shots against the effectively 19 AC cleric up the hill. Would you make me Can a two attack? One, one question. Yes. Couldn't couldn't she be moving up? Oh no, she would be th uh, shooting into melee. Never mind. We we did this before. Two yep. attacks, you said. Yep. Two uh, D. Oh no, I can just roll it normally with a sheet. I'm a dum dum. Okay, first attack is a. Five. Miss. Second attack is a miss. Nine. Well done. We tried. Excellent, Willa. You did your best. <clears throat> Bowman. Um, we're going to start <clears throat> with the easy Bowman. 
Uh, this one in the bottom is going to try another morale check. Uh, this one in the bottom is still losing their shit and needs to rally themselves. So we're going to do these two right here. Um, they can both shoot two shots at these suckers. Mm-hmm. Do they get back attack from you? Yes. So... Uh, so that's 4d20. And all they need are 13s. Uh, well, that well, is one they hit. Did one. All right. Give me... But one damage. Wait a minute. That great, last boys. 13 should hit because they're not actually... I forgot to take their gear off. They're not encumbered. Um, and that's 13 plus two for back attack is a 15. And without the shield AC, they're only AC 15. So give me... Uh, another d6 for damage, please. Three. So a total of four damage and... Every time. Every no time. minimum attacks, so they're <laughs> fine. Uh, mm, these guys have one HP. Next set of bowmen. We have two bowmen down here. Two bow women down here. And... They were firing at these folks who are ripping into these soldiers. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to do it as well. So give me... 4d20. Uh, just normal rounds? Yeah, just 4d20. All right. Uh, uh, 10, 15, 18. Okay, the 15 and the 18 are hits. And no critical misses. No hitting allies accidentally. Um, uh, 2d6 um, for damage. Minus four. All right. Um, perfect. Spear. Well, wouldn't they get rid of the one who's more hurt, or can't they target that guy? Um, like, this guy is literally wobbling. I was having these two targeting this person, and these two targeting okay. this person, because they're That's all attacking fair. at the same That's time. Fair. Yeah, That's fair. nothing can be okay. too optimized. All right, Spears. Spearman. Uh, this one is going to come on up, and this one's going to come on up, and they are going to make a line. They're going to do this thing. Um, these three over here are in a tough spot. Their shield wall, I mean, they they can continue to expose their backs, but they're just going to die if they do that. So this one turns like this. Um, these two are going to be in close order, but one is going to turn his back. They're going to just occupy the same space facing opposite directions, which means neither of them are getting back attack, but now they are in disadvantaged fighting situations. So they have a penalty of one to AC and a penalty of one to hit, which is better than having a penalty of three to AC for being attacked from behind. Yeah, it's it's better, but it's still a shitty situation to be penned in Mm -hmm. like this. You you want fighting room Mm -hmm. and they're not getting it. Uh, mm-hmm. But this one, mm, this one did see a lane bolt. Let's just give him a quick morale check. It's probably fine. It's probably fine, right? No. Uh, I don't know what but the... Where is he going? He's not going <laughs> anywhere, right? Um, He will take the total defense. He's just defending this guy. Right. These two have enough HP that they're not going to do that. Um, Give me one attack against the knight. Just a flat D20. And one attack against the mercenary. Flat D20. Natural Fucking 20. Killer. So I rolled 2D6 against the knight. 1D6. Not a crit. 
Oh, sorry, 26. My bad. We don't hit for much in this game. Uh, we're all very low level. Who damage to the night? Ooh. And what is 20 against the Nurk? Is a miss. And these three knights, uh, spearmen down here, can give me 3d20 against the knight. Close, but no cigar. Is it 17? No. The 17's okay. the middle person who's not quite flanking, so no, no hits. Um, and then these ones are still holding their actions. Mm-hmm. Mother Ilsa, the cleric. Has to concentrate on a spell now. No, there is no concentration. You don't have to concentrate on that. Okay. No, there is it's... concentration. It's just badly described, but there are spells you have to concentrate on. That right, is but this is not one of them. Um, and she, what is the range of heat metal? It is forty yards. Forty yards. Uh, yeah. Well, she's gonna throw down a heat metal on. She's gonna throw it down on the NCO over here because she's a wise woman. Um. Okay, no, perfect. Yeah, uh, this poor Carl is also going to feel the heat. I'm going to mark both yeah, of you. Can I ask you. a question about that heat metal and snow shit? Yes. So in the spell, it says snow entirely negates the effect. What does that mean? I think that means if you are, like, if you lay in snow, if you are cu- if you are putting your armor in cold stuff, then it's not going to be a problem. Like, if you were to jump into a snowbank... Um, you wouldn't take damage, but then you still but have to wait the out the seven I'm lying, rounds. But it doesn't end the effect. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the spears have gone. Elise, Ilse has gone. Goblin stomping. This is her two round, two attack round, and she will do it. Whoosh. Um, is going to be a hit on the person in front of her who is no longer in a shield wall. And, well, that's going to hit anybody. Uh, oh my god, max damage on both accounts. So, one down. Two down. And the enemy spearman. Uh, who can begin to pour in. We we already did the mercenaries, didn't we? At the very start, yes, they went yeah, first, I believe. Yeah, I think this mercenary forgot to go. Well, that's rough. That's rough. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Um, <clears throat> the enemy spearmen are coming on in in a full-fledged charge. So charging in he gets plus two to hit because of a charge but these folks are set to receive charge and so they will do double damage on their ready attacks um, would you make a attack roll for carl where did that guy charge to sorry um, he, he charged charge well i guess you can't actually I thought you, you need, need a straight, straight line. line he's like going yeah. around the corner All right. I don't think that's unfortunate charge. i was hoping to get he just makes a reg- Carl makes a regular attack. In fact, all of these spearmen here can make a regular attack against this guy as he comes on in. Just 3d20? 
3d20. I know Carl has plus two on top of it. We'll, we'll do the math <clears> on our heads. Seven, 18, and nine. Uh, so the Carl's the first is a miss. The 18 is a hit. Give me a d6 for damage. The nine is a miss. Four, five damage. Uh, and so the guy will charge into a wall of spears and die. Um, this one will come on in and make an attack against the sailor. Oh, a miss. It's a miss. The next one's also coming in because they're coming en masse, but I'm just going to bring them in one mm-hmm. at a time because a lot of them are going to die. Um, mm-hmm. The second one will come on in and take a stab at Carl, which is a miss. Oh, God. Carl, please. you got to hold the line, boy. Mm-hmm. Um, the <laughs> others will trouble. come in, and they will be able to form a spear wall in a subsequent round, except these ones are coming on in over here. Uh, and I think considering their movement it's a little bit easier to move in here but they're encumbered uh from their wounds and so we're gonna get we're gonna get this is our formation that's it for the spearman our singular sailor has passed all the morale checks makes an attack and misses everyone's gone it's time to do initiative once more How many rounds of heat metal was that for me? One? Was that, that was the first, the first round? Yeah. And right. I think... I think Bless wears off right now. I did not keep track of that. I do I sort of... for. I'm pretty sure this is the... That has been six rounds. But she's cast two heat metals. Yep. She got close to one person to buff them for that weird thing, and she wasted another turn, so I think that's accurate. Yep. I'm pretty good at eyeballing things. Uh, can I get 5d10 for your initiative? Bowman, Spearman, Carl, Elaine, Sailors. Two, four, six, seven, three. Excellent initiatives, Elaine. Mm. <clears throat> the the stomper of the goblins will set off first, bringing her sword up and down onto one of your dearly beloved soldiers, but Uh-oh. not hitting them. The sword is deflected to the side. Your numerous bow folk are here, um, and they've been doing work. And we're going to start with the one who has had to, at this point, drop their bow and engage in melee with one of these mercenaries. They have a plus one for high ground. Please make me a flat d20. There it is. There it is. Ten. Not good enough. (laughs) Um, This other bow should probably have... Their morale should be fine by now. Nope. Uh, Still quivering. Uh, These two down here are going to make their four attacks. Um, We'll split. This one will do two here. This one will do two here. Uh, 40, 20, please. 3, 12, 14, 17. 17 will hit. D6 damage. Or a one. Not good enough. Um, These bows in the back. Now there's plenty of targets to pick at. Uh, But, you know, we really like shooting mercenaries in the back. That is our jam. So... 2d20 here and uh, 2d20 here. Uh, That's a 12, a 10, a 15, a 14. The 15 will hit and so will the 14, but I think the 15 will kill its target, so we're going to split the damage across the two. Unless it's a 1. Unless it's a 1. Roll me 2d6. Don't roll a 1. Don't roll a 1 on the first one. My god. 
She rolled a one. Oh, All right, but a six one on mercenary the second, that's okay. <laughs> that is okay. Do, 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 right. do, do. Um, that is all the bows. Our sailor goes. They've got a wood axe in hand. They swing it. It hits nothing. Our enemy mercenaries. Now, some of these guys are in good shape. Some of them are not in good shape. Uh, this person is gone. It, panic has taken them. They have fled the battlefield. This one on the top. Next good to the... luck out there. It's not fun there either, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. The one fighting the bowman gets just the one attack this round, I think, and we'll miss. Um, and the other one is going to come and replace the dead person here. And we're going to get attacks. This top person is fighting someone who's taking total defense. So their AC mm-hmm. is improved by two. It's a miss. Um, the one Very below good. them is just making one attack as well. It's a miss. Uh, oh, Jesus and Christ. Martha, the... please save my rest of oh, the mercenaries Jesus. are sort of stuck behind the spearman now and it is your spearman's turn now you've got okay. two here against the knight two d20 oh. you're looking for 18 so hard to kill this person Hi, you know knights are hard no 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 fuck uh, that uh this one, not so much. This spearman right here is making an attack against a, a merc. Just a regular old d20 as they're cornered, but they're brave. They're at full HP. They're fighting on d20. 1d20. How many? 1d20. I can't hear you when you're whispering. One, sorry, you have to one, speak one. up a little. Because you're either yelling at me or you're whispering. It's really hard to figure out. Sorry. Oh, you're 18. 18 will do 26. it. Oops, look. That's the wrong one. D six for two damage. Very good. We're doing Excellent. it. Excellent. Um, then we have two over here. Uh-uh. Uh, would you give me another two D twenty? Nope. Both misses. misses. All right. Our enemy spears. There's not a lot of them. We got uh, this against the sailor, which will hit for one. Not very good. We have 1d20 minus 1 against Carl, which will... Nope, Carl's in a spear wall. It's a miss. Mm -hmm. It's a miss. Just just a miss. (laughs) And over here is a lane. Now, last round, you took off your shield, so your AC is down to 17. Um, And this round, these soldiers are showing up. These deserters, they're not soldiers anymore, are showing up. And two of them are going to make attacks against you. Both of these are at minus one. Uh, and they will miss. And one of them will try to stab a bowman uh, and miss. And I think the Wait, other one... Wait, how are they... Wait, hold up. Oh, they're moving. How, how are they squeezing through the tents? They're walking across the tents. It's a the tent. Tents. You can just... You know, it's fabric and They're wood trampling and... it down. Okay, Yeah, got they it. don't give a shit about your tents. Mm-hmm. It's an intense battle. Um... That one will actually hit a spear. Uh, I'm sorry, a bow for five, which is not a killing blow. And that's it. That's all the enemy spearmen. Now it's Carl and Willa's turn. Do we remember who Carl is? Carl is a young man. Carl is a brave soldier from 
from a backwater village south of Bergshire. He joined the army at a very early, uh, very early in the war, in order to protect his family from the threat of the Mystrian army and the evil dragon Scoria. He's here, knowing that people will show up, and they will not all go home. And he can feel his armor getting warmer, and he will hold his position, and he will make his attacks. You mean attack roll for Carl? Actually, two attack rolls for Carl this round, please. Carl is a madman from hell. Please roll me (laughs) damage. Um, That is three. And that is four. That That is one gone down. Uh, what's her face? Willa. Willa's got great shots. Um, she's just going to take a singular step, not affecting her attack rate. And uh, she's going to take shots down the line at these enemies with a plus one for flanking. So and... two of them. Yep. Uh, first shot, second shot. Uh, first shot is a crit. Roll me 2d6 it's on the first one. It's not a crit one. if it's a 17, is it? Nope, you're right. I thought it was a natural 18. It's not, it's it's not a, a crit. regular nope. damage. So 1d6 for the first one. Yep. <clears throat> four, five damage. Easy slay. Um, second one is a natural one. Give me a... Give me a second attack roll, because it strays. It strays. Does she not get death saving throws? No, I'm just rolling ones, ones and twos and threes on bow shots and fire are... The, the default rule is if you're firing into a melee, you're equally likely to hit anyone. I think that's a little it's a little too strong. So one, twos, and threes target the wrong person is what I've been doing. Um, okay. Elaine Pentolin, your shield mm-hmm. is off. Mm-hmm. This round, you take 1d4 damage as your armor begins to sear you. It's only one. But now there are soldiers in front of you. What are you going to do? Are you going to strip off your armor? and drop down to 10 AC? Or are you going to fight these people and take 2d4 damage next round? So I have a question. Yeah. I'm mildly confused about the, the heat metal stuff. If I lay on in the snow, does it negate only, like, it doesn't negate this one? It negated the one where I wasn't affected? Shouldn't I get, like, no damage for the snow? Oh, because you said you were rolling in the snow and taking off your shield? Yeah. yeah. Or I, is that something you would have said no, no, you no. couldn't have done anyways? No, I would just... I feel like I, I, for I forgot armor, that you I had said you, you were can't rolling. take off all your armor, but I feel like if you just have it on your shield arm and that's getting hot, I feel like it's possible for you to negate that for this turn at least. I just forgot that you had said you were rolling <clears> in the snow. Um, you do not take that one point of damage. You keep that one right. HP. Um, every single one that's a win okay yes but would that meant well, you were prone when those soldiers attacked you um I don't know Neil who knows you tell me maybe I was prone um well their attack rolls sucked anyway so you're fine uh well it's your turn I mean I was moving I can't even remember what the movement was like It's it's been so long yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. I can't remember if I moved there and then I stood and that was the next turn. If I moved there and then I started removing, so I would have had movement left and I could have like rolled and like, I don't know. Combat, it it's chaos. Who can remember what happened in the last okay, second or two? Okay, what are we doing currently? You're on your feet. There's soldiers mm -hmm. in front of you who are trying to stab you, but they're deserters. They're oh. injured. They're cowards. Um, and your armor is getting, it will be warm if you get up and fight. Well, I mean, I'm getting up and fight. There's either that or I'm getting stabbed to death. There's really no choice here. All right. So I'm On going your to feet, soldier. With a 10, which is a miss. It Moving is on. a miss. Um, I don't think Mother Il Ilse has any more spells. Um, no, she's done both her heat metals. She can't cast Bless. Charm Person's not going to help in this situation. Soft Earth and Stone's not going to help. Create Water doesn't help because she needs a Vessel. Strength of Stone. No one's going to get benefit from that. Um, she's she's coming. She's coming. <laughs> All right. That's the end of our initiative. It's time to roll 5d10. Well, all I know is there's going to be a lot of food left on this island for whoever survives this part. Yes. <laughs> Nine, one, five, ten, seven. All right. Bows first. We're going to start on mm -hmm. the top. This one has a short sword. D20 plus one for high ground. Not no, good enough. No, a wish. Finally, this bowman gets their shit together. Amazing. Um, absolutely amazing. So we're going to do 4d10 for these ones down here who are, again, targeting the mercenaries in the back. 4d20. Yes, thank you. 18, 14, 7, 7. The 18 and the 14 will hit. 18, 19, 20. The first 18 is actually a crit. So roll me 2d, 3d6, please. Five, one, and one. Uh, that is five damage will kill the first one. And the... Oh, no, the first one's a crit. So then one damage to the last guy. Mm-hmm. And this bowman will come on up and shoot down this avenue. Give me a 2D... 1D20. They don't have move and scoot because they are low-level warriors. Ten. Not good enough. Um, and that's all the bows. Mother Ilsa is coming in with her mace. Um, Kel Goblin Stompin is... I forgot how many attacks she made last round. Where is she? She made one attack last round, so she's making two attacks this round. Quickly roll them. 19 and 18 are both going to be hits. 1d... I'm sorry. 1d8 plus 3. 8 and 9. She will drop a pair of soldiers. All right, the mercenaries. Um, <clears throat> this one has been taking arrow shots in the back. Everyone around them is falling. They're at less than half HP. They're at a quarter HP. Uh, la, 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 la. I think they have a penalty of two. Or, oh no, a penalty of four to this morale check. Um, it's, it's a total failure. And this one was just going to flee the battlefield. 
this mercenary here. <clears throat> um, we will also get a morale check. This one is fine. The cleric is next to them. This one is fine. Uh, and this one up here is going to make an attack on the top next to the archer who's got the sword. And it's a miss. Oh. I think they get two attacks this round. It is oh, very it's good. real okay. bad. Keep them coming. <laughs> um, it is Carl's turn. He's going to take 1d4 damage this round from the heating of his metal. But Carl stands. I think Carl gets one attack this round. I don't want to see Carl get boiled alive in his own armor. I'm not ready for that. Well, give him his one attack this round. Does he only have one? I can't remember. I think it's one. I'm... I feel like it's important, you know. <laughs> um, but I can't since I didn't roll him as a person. It's hard for me to tell. Last round, he rolled a 20 and an 18 to hit. And he dealt seven damage and killed one person. So he gets one attack um, this round. But Will I and him go together? Right? Yes. Okay, fine. So he gets one attack, which is 1d20. Plus two is a 21, which is a crit against a one HP soldier. Yeah, well, do I need a roller? I guess he just no, dies. Yeah. No, no, no. Willow <laughs> can get two attacks down the line into this fray. Yes, I think that would be a great idea. Come on, Willow. Come on. Law. Oh, no, that is shit. <laughs> they are absolute shit. Uh, the sailor, the sailor who somehow is still doing fine. Uh, will still not do anything of value, but is fine. All right. The battlefield is getting messy. There's mm -hmm. bodies everywhere. I've moved bodies because there's so many bodies that it's hard to keep track of everything. Yes. People but, like, are If you dying. imagine the real scene, then there's just bodies in this camp everywhere, right? Yes. Um, none of these soldiers have taken any attacks. None of them need any morale checks. This one is just going to attack a sailor, and it's a miss. This one's attacking Kelpentolin. This one's attacking Kelpentolin. This one's attacking oh an gosh. archer, and they are all misses across the board. Your Jeez. spears will go. Um, this guy will recover his morale. He will turn. These two soldiers... One of them can't do it. One of them is just going to withdraw and back. Um, but this one, this one who has been panicking, gathers their courage and will fight the knight. Roll me d20. Good luck, soldier. It's a mess. Oh. These spearmen oh, over here, though, they're doing great. Their morale is still intact. They've got a shield wall. And their shield wall is um, it's going to slide. It's gonna slide, and they're gonna do. They're gonna corner these fuckers like this. So give me uh, two a d twenty. Um, I guess I guess it's more like that. Yeah. Two d twenty. Yeah. Yeah. An eighteen and a fourteen, but the eighteen uh, is the important. One. The eighteen is the important one. It is just a hit. <clears throat> 1d6 4 damage not enough but very close uh, those two 
I think those are the only spearmen. Those are all the spearmen. Elaine. So. That's that. So one question. That spearman that just ate that head. Does he get morale checks or no? On his turn, he will get a morale check. On his turn, when is this? Okay. So yeah. I'm here. I'm cooking. <laughs> you are cooking. So you, the first round, you rolled in snow. Yes. Then the next round, and took off your shield. The next round, you fought. And you didn't take any damage because the previous round you had rolled in snow, um, which yes. sort of delayed everything. So this round, you're going to take the 1d4 damage. All right. Oof. Oh, of course, it's max damage. What else? Jesus Christ. All right. But you do get two attacks this round. Okay, Please let me them. just subtract the HP real quick. All right. Two attacks. Come on, go. First attack. I'm just gonna conjure my confidence, Neil. You've had so much varied luck in this session, Elaine. I'm going to conjure my confidence. First attack, arming sword. Nope. Second attack, 17. That'll do. That'll do. Eight damage. And down goes one of the enemy. Okay. That's everyone. Initiative. Okay, so... Oh, yeah? The oh. enemy went back. This guy still has line of sight because he's standing on the tent. Is that a thing? So if yeah, I move the back, tent he is gets in the way or no? Yes. All right. But I mean, he's just he attacks at minus one to hit, right? <clears throat> yeah. Well, um, my bowmen are here. I'll move back. I'll eat the OA. I'll move back. You can you can uh, do your attack roll. Miss. Excellent. So I'm moving back here. And we're doing initiative. Yep. Uh, when you say you move back there, um, okay, it's fine. Actually, uh, rolling. I'm I'm drop. I'll, I'll, I shall be dropping. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. If uh, I want please... to move up. Thank you. Uh, please give me another D10. You need one more for that. The sailor. Oh, there's still one sailor <laughs> There's still a sailor. Let's go. Yep. All right. All right. Again, <clears throat> the sailor, fast on his feet, makes his attack. It's actually going to be minus two, not minus 20. It's, minus a three. it's a three. Oh, it's no. a three. It's just a regular he miss. cuts down the entire camp in one large swing. Elaine, you're rolling the snow, taking off your armor, I think. Oh, yeah. All right. You are down to 10 AC. Um, but you are no longer heat metaled, so you're cool. Um, I'm literally cool. Mm-hmm. It'll say, we'll go. She'll walk up behind this cleric and say, for the future of Drekus, as she maces them in the back. My God, brutal. Uh, and they will drop. Absolutely brutal. There's two mercenaries left. Uh, one attack, finally hitting the bowman for where's the second one? five points of damage. I see this guy. Where's the second one? Uh, he's next oh, to Carl. He's up here. Oh, he's yeah. up here. Okay. Yeah. This, this, and this guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And There's a lot of red on this map. A lot of red. This one will attack one of your spearmen with a miss. Even with the flank, it's a miss. Um, Carl and Willa. <clears throat> Let's start with Carl. Mm -hmm. uh, two attacks this round. 
Does he get his attacks off before the heat metal comes in? They will happen simultaneously. So he can die from heat metal and get his attacks at the same time. Amazing. Okay, two attacks. First attack Hits. is a 18. Um, Against a um, one HP soldier. That's enough. He just dies. And Carl, okay. knowing his death is near, will break his shield wall and come round to the back of this mercenary. Uh, go ahead. Give me another attack at plus two. 13, 14, 15 against a person with no shield is a hit. Just a hit, right? Okay. Just a hit. Four damage. And Carl will take 2d4 damage, and he will roast, and he will go down, and Carl is no more. Bows. Bowman at the top. The brave Bowman. Still stabbing. Does he get a... I mean, it's hard to tell. So if I look at the map, it's really hard to tell who's like there. There have been two people or three people running out of the door past him, but he's fighting this guy to the death with a weapon. He's not particularly this but, like, is staying. proficient in. There's at least nine corpses lying around. <laughs> this is very, the, there are bodies very... all around this bowman. They have their short sword. They have the high ground advantage. They're staying. Mm-hmm. Give me an attack roll. 14. Plus Five, one is 15, 15, I guess. Still yeah. not good enough. All um, right. Now we get... Did we do Willa's attacks on Carl's turn? We did not do Willa's um, attacks. We, no, we didn't. She didn't shoot. I yeah, hope. please give me two bow attacks for Willa. Uh, um, actually, I'm just going to roll them off the sheet. I have a better feeling when I do that. So. Mm-hmm. First shot. Oh god, never mind. What am I talking about? Yeah, that's not great. Okay, we are rolling. What do I roll again? D20 plus two? Yeah. 16 will do. Give me D6 for damage. Nice. Excellent. Um, yeah. Perfect. Well, that will drop this last spearman over here. Who will go down? But that other D20, that's a natural one. Willow's got bad luck. Give me de- give me an attack roll to see if maybe she injures one of her dearly beloved fellow soldiers. No, she Plus does not. She's a 14. Right. Uh, oh, yes, but these guys have 15 AC, so she's okay. fine. Uh, which means these bowmen, who never did pull out their short swords, um, they can attack the cleric in the back. Well, it's a flank. It's a flank. Um, they can both shoot. So give me 4d20 at the cleric, who in this case has 14 AC against these attacks. Two well, hits. Two hits and one critical miss. Uh, well, there's no enemies there, allies there to hit, so right. we're good. Oh, that's lucky for me then. Uh, okay. But go ahead and give me 2d6 damage to the cleric. Nine damage. Excellent. Now, from the top, I'm sorry, from the very bottom of the map, we have these clerics on this high ground, and they can attack. I wish they were clerics, Neil. Right now, I'm very desperate for one of those on my side, but we're taking the archers. Okay. Archers. 4d20. Okay. 
Come on. Nope. Uh, nope. 13 will right. hit. 13 is a back attack, yeah? Yeah. All right. Six damage! God please. All right. There's one enemy spearman left. All of his friends are dead. He's in the enemy camp. His morale breaks. He drops his spear, strips his shield, drops to his knees, and puts his hands in the air. Your remaining spearman. This one over here does not recover their morale. These two will spread and cover <clears throat> the mercenary. Give me 2d20. The first one has a plus one because it's a flank. No, nope, the other is a 18. One to six. One damage. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is so close. This is just way closer than it should be. Yes. Oh, my lord. Kel Goblin Stompin gets a morale check and actually fails. Hold on, they've got a cleric on their impressive. side. Hold on. The cleric well, gives 21. them a plus two. So their morale is actually 17. A 21 is still a failure, though. A 21 is a failure. Um, they finally killed all the people around them, but the arrows are raining down. The cleric is full of holes. All of their spearmen are dead. All of their mercenaries are dead. And you know well, what happens? One, there's one mercenary that's alive. This oh, guy's that's true. alive. That's true. There's one mercenary that's surrounded. That's, oh, actually, there's two that's alive. Okay. Yeah, there's okay. two mercenaries. Well, I think the knight is going to do this. The knight is going to move past the cleric, grab her by the shoulder, and say, we must go. And uh, is going to book it, taking one attack of opportunity from this person as this she runs by. We gotta, get, we gotta go. All right, fair enough. I think twenty. It's a miss. Back attack is a fourteen, I guess, but then still misses. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and it's gonna be initiative time. Can I ask, just for my spearman, what is this guy doing? Is he the one who keeps failing his morale, or? Yes. Yes. He broke on his morale and has like okay, hurried Brian, off into you, a corner. Can you? Can you fucking get it together? <laughs> All right. But maybe now that the enemy knight has fled. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see. You know, maybe he'll he'll figure it out. Um, do we still have a sailor? One man's still standing. Let's go. One man. Um, three, six, six, two. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, I still need one more for the sailor, please. I'm so sorry. Don't forget the sailor who hasn't hit, but yeah. also hasn't Four. run. <laughs> That brave, brave sailor. Elaine Pentelin, you're first. Your armor's off. You're okay. There is a surrendering soldier in front of you. Um, I will move up. Fuck that guy. Do I get one attack this round, yeah? Yeah. You have 10 AC. How much movement? How much movement do I have, Neil? 
you are lightly encumbered. You can move 80 feet and make an attack. So that's so lightly encumbered without my armor on? Oh, no, that's right. You don't have your armor. You can 100, 120 feet. So anywhere Excellent. you want in this camp, essentially. Okay. What I what I, my plan is... Um... Actually, not entirely sure how that works. Um, I'm going to move 20 feet, 15 feet, 20 feet. Do I have 75 meter feet of movement? Yeah. You can get to the cleric. I'm no going problem. to Alchadra. Hmm. Okay. Is that possible to walk and then charge, or do you have to charge? No, you I, have to charge straight, right? You have to charge straight from you where you are. You can't do both. Yeah. Okay. But I can walk up to and try to knock her out? Yes. Um, is there a flanking possibility, or is this, you know, I don't know how it is. Is she turning towards no, me? She'll I'm not face sure who just died here. She's got plenty of time to see you coming. Right. She will turn to All face right. you. I will try to knock her out. If I did that, that would mean I would half my damage... Yes. Four non-lethaling, correct? Yes. It's a and minus four to hit, though. AC. That yeah. is very bad. That's very bad. And she has a weapon. She has a mace in her hand, and she is a cleric. She can fight. Mm-hmm. She's fourth level. Just roll well. Just roll a nineteen or above. Why I mean, nine? No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Not with your, like if it's if it's. Like, I know it's the mission, but if it's I survive or he, she survives, then it's you know what? Then I would yeah. like to try. It's a natural sixteen that you would need to knock her out, or to, to at least hit her to knock try to I knock love, her out. I've rolled terribly. Um, and you get one okay, attack. I'm going to do a normal sword attack first. Oh, shit! I fucking hate this because if she hits me, I have fucking ten AC. Yeah. It's your turn, though. Second question. Yeah. Where's my bow? I think if you're rolling in the snow and stripping off your armor, your bow and quiver are on the ground. So they are technically still over here. Yeah. Where I first... Okay, so I'll go there and I'll grab my bow. I can do that, yeah? And take an attack? Yeah, so instead of moving, you're just going to... You've taken off all of your stuff. You stand up sheathe your sword, grab your bow and quiver, mm-hmm. and, like, reattach your quiver to your belt. You can get one bow shot since you have to, like, reattach your quiver and everything. Okay, but I can't move and take a bow shot. I have to take it from here. Right, yeah, because you have to get up and sheathe. You got. Okay. You have a whole That's thing fair. to do. Can I even... But I can't hit her from here because she's behind the tent. Right? Yeah. You could step ten feet to the side and make a shot. That's fine. Okay, I'll take a bow shot. Instead. Um, I think that's the first bullshit I'm taking in this campaign, actually. No, she was it? facing this way, yeah. There you go. All right. 19. Four damage. You bring her to exactly zero HP. Literally the number to knock her unconscious oh without causing her to bleed to death. Go ahead, take your victory lap. Take your victory lap. Hold up, we're not done yet. We're not done yet, but I want to say their leader's down. My leader is standing in pretty much just in her breeches and like a shirt on with the bow out, you know, so. Ooh, baby. All right. 
Alright. Well, the cleric is down. Your yep. archer is still fighting for her life. Please that give me D20 guy, plus one. Girl. Come on. Come on. I believe in you. Well, <laughs> I love how these two have been added for the entirety of combat. So whatever happens to that archer, they've been doing really well. Like, mm -hmm. very proud of that person. Huh. Um, All right. The other archers... You know, these two on the wall right here... God, we're probably... I actually think... I haven't been keeping track, but it's been like four rounds since... Bless ended? Maybe not four rounds, three These people must be down to almost no arrows now. They have ten rounds worth of arrows. And I think this has been about ten rounds of combat. Um, this person is surrendering. They're going to hold their shots. They want to shoot them, but they probably only have two arrows left each. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to wait. But wouldn't they... Why aren't they using it on this guy? Oh, because they don't want to shoot... They, what? Like, um, is it? So actually, is it like, because this guy... He, they no. are lower on that thing, I, right? This they tree is not him? in the way. They can shoot this guy in the back. Yeah. Because they are high up there? Okay. Yeah. What they is can it, do two it. attacks? Um, How many they do we get? Two or four? 4d20. Oh, baby. Oh, my God. Those are all hits. I think that guy is actually... Like, the girl on the on the platform is actually surviving. I'm losing That's my a, mind. One of those is a crit. That's 5d6 damage. Come on. Don't roll. Don't roll low. We have to save this one. 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> The man becomes a pincushion and drops. Oh my god. Unbelievable. All right. Mother Elise is unconscious. The lone sailor will step forward. 1d20 minus 2. And it still miss. Because what oh, yeah. else were they going to do? Uh, the mercenary is going to make a morale check and fail and is going to bolt. Um, and that is going to be two d20s. Actually, three d20s. The last one's going to be the sailor in opportunity attacks against him as he runs. Three, three d20s? Yeah. Um, a 76 and an 8. They're all misses. They're all misses. <laughs> um, all right. And that... That is combat. That's it. The enemy flees... I don't think any of your people are going to give chase. There are five enemy survivors, three, I'm sorry, four mercenaries and a knight who flee into the woods. And that's where we're going to end our session for today. And just well, to give an overview for us, we have myself and Willa and one, two, three, four, four bow people and one, two, How many spearmen is there? Three. Three? Two? Three spearmen. Oh, Jesus. Okay. You have well. five bowmen, Willa, yourself, three spearmen, a sailor. The interesting situation, though, is prisoners. that now the Trachician Kel is with four Solomese people. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that is going to be an interesting fire talk tonight isn't it yeah we're gonna very good we're gonna just quickly move all of our survivors <clears throat> to the other page before we close out our session lose them yeah yeah give me the enemy as well you lo you lost the blue dude <laughs> yes i will bring i will I bring blue guy. man with you all right um so 
this is what we've got. We're just gonna scrap these. Um, well, we already have an Elaine. Where is our... What did you do with Willa? Oh, there she is. Okay, I was yeah. worried for a second. Um, there's Willa. We have some archers. We have a lot of archers, actually. If you think about it, they, like, they did a... That was a good quota for them. Yeah, only one archer is dead? That's pretty good. Yeah, the spearmen are looking rough, though. Um, and then we had one... <clears throat> two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, you know, some people count sheep and Neil just counts dead soldiers. I'm not sure how that makes me feel, but you know. <laughs> just DM things. Just DM things. All right. Um, and then these ones are all dead too. Just gotta make sure they're all appropriately marked. There we go. And they all have the zero HP. Let's just be clear about where everyone is. <clears throat> and Elaine. Oh, and you also have one enemy cleric and one yep. enemy um, surrenderer. I don't know what you call them. Prisoner? We call them traitor, Neil. We call them traitor. All right. Well, this is what we're facing when we come back next week, as well as five enemies who have survived. And I think you've all got a, a pretty good view of them as they, they fled. So here, I'm just going to put them on this page so you can see their HP bars. As they have fled. And that's going to be it for today's Rise of Drekus. We will be back next week at our same Rise of Drekus time in our same Rise of Drekus place. And we'll see if between the Sasquatches, the polar bears, the freezing cold, and the enemies, if our soldiers will make it. Catch you then. Bye-bye.